I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's how they usually work, but knock knock. <laughs> well, that's who's there. That's it. I mean, that's the whole joke. <laughs> that's I'm leaving. <sighs> Great, just what I've always wanted to do the show by myself. Finally, we joke about it all the time. I know your dreams are coming true. We'll just start two separate podcasts called <laughs> Replay and Rewind <laughs> and talk about the same movie but not together. Yeah, or you have to play them simultaneously. <laughs> It's have two <laughs> devices. It's the same podcast, but we refuse to be in the same room. <laughs> yes. It's like, do you ever get ads for those t-shirts that, like, just have half the song lyrics on it? No. I hate it. Like, you, there's one that's... Are you supposed to two? I don't know if they're meant to be paired because they never have, like, them side by side in the ad. Okay. Um, But there's one for the My Chemical Romance song. Yeah. Uh, the Black Parade. Yeah. So it just says, when was boy like it's like when i was a young boy yeah but like every other word but it's every other word why like down this i don't know but i hate it but anyway i think it's a great idea for a podcast <laughs> <laughs> bad for shirts great. yeah i mean i gu- i guess it would make sense if you're supposed to buy Wear both of them with a friend it's Ugh. the new i'm with stupid i guess i saw a drawing today of like two characters i don't remember who they were it might have been link and zelda but that's not important but one of the shirts said, she's my sweet potato, and the other one said, I yam. No. <laughs> no? Oh, shit, I already ordered them. <laughs> okay, but I'm the yam. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, yeah. Welcome. Welcome. To the show. The last one that we do together. Since we're already here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm already here, may as well. Yeah. I'm Bucket Snake. I'm Meat Wedge. And this is Replay Rewind. Sure is. It's a podcast about movies. We pick a movie that we haven't seen since we were children. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about it, what we remember happening. Mm -hmm. And then we go watch it. Yeah. And then when we come back, we tell you what actually happened. Mm -hmm. And then we tell you some fun trivia about it. Yeah. That's what we do here. That's it. That's all. So I have a question for you. Ask me a question. Even though it feels like we've been friends our whole lives. We have not. No. How long has it been? Seven years? Yeah. Has it been just seven? Um, yeah. Because yeah. we lived in that one house for five years, and I've had this house for two, and I didn't know you before you moved in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I only lived there for four years, but yeah. Right, but I was there for five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seven years. Huh. That means Wendy's almost seven. I know. Oh, my gosh. I know. That's wild to think about. Sorry, I know you had a question, but now I'm just thinking about time. <laughs> It do oh, no. keep on slipping, slipping, um, slipping. Spiraling help into the future. Uh, so tell me what you were like as a baby <laughs> before I lose you. Ah, uh, well, okay. Here's what I was thinking about, though. 
is that it does seem like we've been friends forever and I think that part of that is because that was like when I became a person yeah like before that I was still cooking <laughs> you know yeah. I mean like your frontal lobe is like not done till you're what 25 yeah so that's oh, yeah. like when we met basically yeah I think you tur- just turned 26 I mean probably but you know I was just like just figuring it out for sure um yeah I mean I feel like I'm always figuring it out yeah I just feel like I don't know not to get too existential on the podcast but it's my podcast so do it fuck all of you yeah um I don't know I just feel like I like if you met me like two years earlier like you would not think that that was the same person that I am now you know what I mean yeah for sure but I definitely feel like I've been on the same journey for the last so many years maybe it's you (gasps) You brought me all together. That's it. Yeah, that was it. We were the, yeah, the missing pieces for each other. <laughs> we were just like, boop. Oh, okay. Oh. I got it. And that's why we're still friends. Yeah. Glad it worked out. Anyway, when I was a baby, <laughs> <laughs> I was much uh, like I am now, actually. Yeah. Um, I never cried. Yeah. Unless I was hungry. Yeah. And I was very calm. Mm-hmm. And I was apparently a very easy baby. Yeah, same. There is a very funny picture of me having fallen asleep in a bowl of spaghetti, and Mm. I just feel like sums it up. (laughs) That's me. I didn't have any hair until I turned two. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's why my mom got my ears pierced when I was six months old. So that people would know you were a girl? Yeah. I'm like, joke's on you, mom. A. (laughs) Not even a girl. B. You named me Bucket Snake. Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) What were you thinking? God. Uh... But yeah, I just wore my hair. Like, I just had bangs yeah. as a baby, and my yeah. mom would just put my hair in a bow, like, in the front of my... So you just had, like, the soccer cut? Yeah, it looked Isn't like it... That's pebbles. what they call that, right? Mm-hmm. A soccer cut. I have talked to other people about that. I'm like, yeah, they were huge in the 90s. Yeah. Where, like, so many, like, little boys, and it was called a soccer cut, mm-hmm. and you keep your hair, most of your hair buzzed short, and then you have straight across bangs. Yes. I had that haircut when I graduated from hair school. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> But, like, I've talked to so many people about it, and they were all... People, like, my age. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I have so many pictures of both of my younger brothers with that Yeah. Haircut. Well, then I tried to look through my, like, elementary school yearbooks to find an example, and I couldn't do it. And I, I was like... Send you pictures of my brothers, then. Please. Because I think the one that I have on my fridge... Yeah. Well, the... Is it their, like, soccer? Like, yeah. Yeah. There's, like, bro- so many kids had that, and my it was called a soccer My brother pet. is crying. Yeah, Because he wouldn't take a picture by himself, so they were like, okay, take one with your brother, then. And so they're both in the picture. Yeah. And he's just standing behind. <laughs> it's so red cute. Red and tears and his arms crossed. I know. If your brothers are okay with it, we should put it on the Instagram. Just we should. because it's friggin' adorable. I mean, Ben would love it, so. That's true. He's... He's the one that would be more embarrassed about it, I think. So if he's, you yeah, know, like, Zach's not going to care, but... No. Yeah. No, same, though. It was a very, very easygoing baby and just, like, super happy and just yeah. like, whatever, you know. Yeah. And then when my brother came along, he was very much not... See, that... And that is what I worried about. Not... I... I if I had kids, I would probably worry about that, too. But, mm-hmm. like, when I got a second dog... Yeah. I was like, my first dog was so easy to take care of. What if the second one is a mess? Right. <laughs> I feel like people would worry about that with their kids, too. Yeah. Like, let's... we lucked out on the first one. Yeah. That's, uh, well, I guess, I don't know. I guess if you have, and the first one's so easy and sweet and wonderful, you're like, oh, maybe all babies are like this. Yeah. And you're like, oh, nope. You're like, why do people, like, have Turns a hard time not. parenting? Yeah. <laughs> oh, because some of them are evil. Some of them suck. <laughs> Apparently, one time when my brother was, like, a little bitty baby, my dad's mom was like, 
you just had to go and have another one. Oh no. <laughs> like being very difficult. <laughs> I was like, that one was so easy. How but, how uh tall and wide were you? Uh <laughs> I don't know. I uh nine nine pounds. Me too. I know that. Nine pounds something closer to ten pounds. Oh, I was nine mm-hmm. pounds and two ounces. Yeah. But I was also cesarean born, so I could have been a fucking fifty pound baby and it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. <laughs> I was removed. <laughs> baby out of here. Yep. So. I only remember it so easily because both of my brothers weighed the same when they were born. Oh, yeah? And I was 9, 2, and they were both 10, 3. That's a big baby. Yeah. Yeah. I was also, though, 2 feet long when I was born. Oh, damn. I have no idea as far as length. Yeah. I do know. when I was born, my great-grandma was there, and she told my mom, I told you she was going to come out full-grown. <laughs> <laughs> I was already yeah. 2 feet tall. You're so tall. I know. That makes sense. I've, like, barely grown since then. Apparently, only yeah. four feet. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, my dad was in the operating room while my mom was, you know, while I was being removed. Yeah. And he's just like, "What's that? What's that one? What does this organ do?" <laughs> just oh, like pointing at stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> my mom was like, "Why the fuck is he in here? <laughs> Get him out of here! Get out of here!" Yeah. Well, we were both of us were my brother and I were both removed. <laughs> yes, I feel like especially. Back in the day, it was like, well, if you had one C-section, you probably yeah should keep having them. Yup. And uh, it, so it always makes me think of that Stephen Wright joke mm-hmm. where he's like, I was cesarean born. You can't tell, but every time I leave a house, I go out through the window. <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. I know. So. Yeah. Why are you asking me about babies? Um, Do you have an I'm... announcement? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, because today we're talking about Baby's Day Out. But. Just makes me think that even if we weren't in the same room, we would be telling the same jokes. Yeah, doing different podcasts. Yes, but same jokes. <laughs> we might as well be in the same room because you're gonna get the same shit. Here are the Stephen King to my Richard Bachman. Oh, <laughs> please don't try to murder me. <laughs> I promise to never get rid of you if you don't try to murder me. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so we're talking about Baby's Day Out. Talking about Baby's Day Out. I don't know if I've ever seen this movie or not. This is one of those that I'm like, I feel like I maybe have. Yeah. It's been so long since I've seen it, um, but I picked this one. Yeah. Because I remember really liking it. Yeah. and But I remember so little about it that yeah. I'm like, it could be fucked up. It I could, don't remember. It could I, be. I, I think I remember the like very basic plot. Yeah. I mean, there there's a baby. Mm-hmm. It gets out. And it's just like cruising around the city right it do- doesn't it end up in a construction site yeah at some i remember point? the construction site pretty well but it All doesn't around. just get out the yeah. baby is kidnapped okay and it's like two men and i can't remember who plays those characters at all yeah don't know who plays the baby <laughs> <laughs> what if it is someone famous a really famous itself? baby it's Aww. elijah wood <laughs> i've been acting since i was six months old yeah but they kidnap the baby for ransom mm. but the baby is a troublemaker yeah and just keeps like getting into stuff and, and like gets out and i yeah i feel like it's like just old enough to sort of walk okay so yeah it, like, like crawls but also walks but it's not like running yeah it, like teeters into stuff yeah yeah um and i don't remember the resolution at all i mean i'm i'm sure the Probably baby's home fine yeah <laughs> uh i just remember it being like a lot of like slapstick sure like a mouse hunt plus home alone sort of thing yeah and just being fun yeah so yeah just yeah lots of like yeah physical comedy and like i'm sure like the baby narrowly escaping harm and then the kidnappers like getting fucked up it's constantly like 
what's that called that you hate? <laughs> is it you that hates it or is it Kate that hates it? Like when like things narrowly don't work out. I don't. That's fine with me. So it must be Kate. But I don't know what you call that. Cause yeah, cause Kate and I watch Mouse Hunt together. Mm. And the thing with the hat where Ernie gets hit by the bus. Oh yeah. And then narrowly misses the people meeting up with him. I do. Yeah, that does, actually like, that does kind of annoy me. Yeah, it, like makes her very uncomfortable. Yeah. But I. That's like that whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Of like the baby narrowly missing. Yeah. Getting destroyed. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, but then like the adults, like bad guys, like get like hit by a car or whatever right, you know, yes. like right behind but the trying baby's to fine. save the yeah. baby but the baby's like oblivious and like mm-hmm. yeah that's... yeah and they're in a big city right yeah yep. so so it's mouse hunt home alone that darn cat <laughs> <laughs> yes all in one yeah perfect yeah okay and i mean it has a happy ending and that's all i remember and i do very distinctly remember the construction site too mm-hmm. i wonder why that's so memorable i don't know it might be on the trailer cover. yeah or in the trailer yeah plus it i mean i feel like it's such a trope it's been mm-hmm. done in like countless cartoons or like someone is charged with taking care of a baby and they're like crawling across iron girders that are being like yeah, swung way like above balance like, oh, beam shit. yeah, yeah. and then, like crawl very safely like from one to the next yeah that's like and everybody gets hurt trying to like save them yeah and yeah. Then the baby's fine yeah that's i'm pretty sure that's what happens for the whole movie yeah i wonder if there's anybody famous in it i'd like genuinely cannot remember it. yeah i don't a single I can't, adult like, picture anybody you know i can picture people who would be good at it yeah but like chris farley yeah hugh laurie is who i was thinking <laughs> um Chris and Farley's of course, the baby. Like, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Chris Farley's head, like green screened nineties style poorly yeah. onto oh, the no. baby. Yeah. I love Great. it. Okay. Cool. Uh well, let's go. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, let's go watch it. And while you're um getting your Oh, where's some baby candies? They used to make those baby bottle pops. I know, that's what I was thinking of. Baby bottle pop. Oh yeah. Baby while you're, bottle pop. While you're getting your baby bottle pop baby bottle pop just lick it dip it and shake it then lick it again yeah that's what it was (laughs) so much work for candy right i don't need no no i don't need another step between me and toast (laughs) (laughs) side note i bought a belt recently weird yeah it's a long story that no one's interested in hearing but basically like pants just don't fit me Mm -hmm. right so i bought a belt but I have to pee constantly. Mm-hmm. And so every time I go pee, I'm like, shit, I'm wearing a belt. <laughs> and I always think of Mitch Hedberg being like, I don't need another step between me and toast. <laughs> every time. Yeah. Anyway, while you're getting your baby candy, whatever that may be, check out our Patreon. Ooh, baby Ruth. Okay, keep going. Patreon.com slash Replay Rewind Podcast bonus content et cetera. BRB. Baby right back. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, that was a fucking disappointing movie. It was. I was ready to like it, and then I didn't. Yeah, it it feels like a very good contender for a recast rewrite, yeah. because I really like the premise of it. Yeah. It just missed the mark. Yeah, in a big way. By a lot. Yeah. It just, it feels so very, like, I don't know, a recast rewrite just feels like you have to start it completely over. Yeah, maybe. I guess the premise of baby eludes criminals. You yeah. could start with that. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, the IMDb says, after three kidnappers lose the baby they have kidnapped, both the cops and kidnappers go looking for the baby. Mm. But the cops don't really do anything, actually. Not really. Put out a bolo. Be on the lookout. Yeah. Baby on the loose baby. out <laughs> there. Baby on the loose. Oh, no. <laughs> Baby on the loose. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So our opening sequence, yes, is from a picture book called "Baby's Day Out." Ah, that seems not very exciting. No, I guess if you're a baby, it's a pretty exciting day. But go to all these things. Go to the zoo. Get yeah. on a bus. We go to a park. We see a construction site. Yeah. The little book that they go through while the credits are rolling is like literally the plot of the movie yes yeah minus the criminals right uh go to the old folks home to visit the soldiers yeah and then back home safe and sweet in our bed so really you just watch the first minute and a half and you got it yeah basically the end yeah um the orchestra i wrote is really earning their pay yeah. in the beginning here yeah but through the whole movie yeah Sometimes I'm like, can we turn the orchestra down? Yeah. Can we chill? Just, you get hello for a second. Yo. But then there are other times too where I was like, there, there is no sound happening right now, and yeah. I feel like there should be sound happening That's right now. It's very strange. And, yeah. All right. So there's a baby. Yeah, he's so cute. It is a very strange thing to say, and I don't think that I ever imagined that I would say it. Yeah. But the cuteness of this baby makes this film more bearable oh interesting like the baby is so cute and so expressive yes that it like he really does carry the movie yeah for what it's worth yeah even though it's not you know a good movie but yeah without him yeah that would just be like (sighs) i mean this nine month old he's he's a great actor that baby glued this shit together (laughs) it truly did yes (laughs) (laughs) so yeah he's uh He's a tiny baby. He's in a room as big as my house. Yep. And your house. Maybe yep. combined. Maybe combined. I know. This is a huge room. There are like six pieces of furniture in this baby's room alone. Yeah. And it has a whole ass library. Yeah. That baby can't even read yet. He only reads the one book. I know. So his nanny is there mm-hmm. reading that said book to him. Yeah. Her name is Gilbertine. Gilbertine. Nanny Gilbertine, she calls herself, which is weird. And, and- also 
a name. And it's super weird because it, it's Cynthia Nixon. Yeah. From Sex and the City. Yeah. Looking as sexless as <laughs> possible. Yeah. She's, she's got like, a little accent. Yeah. She has like a British accent. Yeah, she's not wearing she any has a nanny makeup. Accent. She looks homely as shit. She's wearing it. Yeah. Like an oversized dress and an apron at all times. Yes. Like it, she looks like she belongs in Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Very cottage core of her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So she's sitting there with him. I, I think we get the impression that they've just finished reading this book. And then he asks her to read it again. Sort yeah. of. He just says, boo boo. Which is what they call this book because the baby's name is Boo. Yeah. Like nanny oh, and baby boo. And yeah. so he just calls it boo boo. And so she's like, we've read it a million times. And he insists, I guess. I don't know. I'm like, he's a baby. Go pick a different book or the distract him insists. with something. Yeah. But she's like, okay. So she starts over. And then we see the baby's parents sitting down to breakfast, reading the newspaper. And the wife is delivering some news that she is not sure her husband will like. And we can tell this because she's not looking at him while she's pretending to look at the newspaper. And just nonchalantly says, oh, did I tell you that baby Bink is getting his picture taken today? Yeah. And the husband's like, say hi to old Willie for me. And she's like, well, Willie won't be doing it. I've hired a different baby photographer to do Mm -hmm. it and he's like oh willie's been photographing cotwell baby since the great depression she's like listen our baby is almost a year old and is practically unknown he hasn't had his picture in anything yeah and you know her point being old willie hasn't had any baby photos in the newspaper in like 10 or 15 years yeah she's gonna go with this other company because all of their pictures of babies end up in the newspaper yes downtown baby photography yes he's like okay yeah great he's like you know that's fine whatever it takes whatever our we have the most beautiful baby in the whole world and everyone should get to look at him so if that's what you want then that's how it should go and she's just like oh thank you dear yeah she's like great yeah already starting out on a high note of shit i don't care about yep (laughs) (laughs) but the next scene a little more exciting we see the people working at downtown baby Mm -hmm. the photographers have been kidnapped. Yes. There are some scary dudes with stockings on their faces and their noses squished sideways. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, wearing big scary hats. Yep. Hats are scary. And they're tying up the photographers and stealing their sweaters. Yes. <laughs> they're wearing like the fuzziest pink and blue sweaters. Yeah, because they it's embroidered like downtown baby on it. So yeah. I guess they're like, we're stealing the uniforms and now we look like photographers. But right. They, yeah, exactly. But the sweaters dumb. are just awful but i do like that we hear one of the guys off screen go hey ed does it matter which one of us wears pink and which one wears blue it's like (laughs) no i don't care no literally does not matter but we see that the guy in charge ed is looking for a specific appointment bennington arthur cotwell the third the fourth fourth yes yeah yeah so this is not just like a random thing they're not in there just to like rob them targeted this specific baby yeah and they need to know what time that baby's appointment is so that they can kidnap him yes so back to the mansion where daddy bing is leaving for work yep bing bink so they call the dad bing with a g and they call the baby bink with a k okay because both of their names are bennington okay yeah which at this point i was like is Bing Crosby's real name Bennington? Oh, I don't know. But it's Harry. What do you think that short for Bennington would just be Ben? 
Yeah, but maybe his grandfather's name is Ben. This is the fourth Bennington, so, you know, you gotta get... Uh, Just give people different names. No. How else will you know that you belong to this ridiculously rich family? So anyway, Bing is leaving for work, where he is presumably going to invent the worst search engine. (laughs) And his wife reminds him to breathe, to reduce stress, like the doctor said. It is unclear what he could be stressed about, considering he has a butler and a nanny and a giant house. Yeah. Then they're just house cleaners walking around dusting things. I know. He says, don't worry, I have breathing scheduled for 11 o'clock. God. (laughs) As he's leaving, like, the whole household, for some reason, is telling him bye this morning. Yeah. She is like, hey, didn't you forget something? Mm Mm-hmm. Meaning, don't forget to kiss our fucking baby. Right, say goodbye to your son. Yeah, but instead, he just, like, makes weird faces at him. Yeah, he, like, sticks his thumb in his nostrils. Yeah. And he's like, bye-bye, bye-bye, just in his face, bye. Bye-bye-bye. Don't get any trouble while Dada is gone. And the camera is from the baby's point of view. Yeah. So it's, like, really weird. But they don't do this in any other part of the movie, and I wish that they had. Yeah, more baby's eye view stuff. They do it every once in a while, like, when he sees the bus. But it would be so much cooler Yeah, to just do shit from the baby's point of view yeah i agree make it more interesting uh-huh so then we see go back to the kidnappers and they are one by one taking off their stockings off their faces yeah it's just like i, I don't know i don't know what the point is because it's not like we know who these people are i mean yeah we know who the actors are but it's right. just kind of like yep that that's them yep <laughs> that's that's what they look like took their stockings. it's a very off. dramatic reveal one by one yeah you're like okay it's very strange yeah so, then they take off in the downtown baby photographer's truck. Which is also a strange thing to have. I don't know any photographers that have a truck. Yeah, it's a big truck. I mean, I guess you if you've got, like, all your equipment yeah, and your it's just baby props. Mobile. Usually people take their baby to a place to be photographed, but maybe very rich people don't. Yeah, because you want to be seen in your very rich home. I guess so. But while they're doing that, uh, mom is trying to figure out what to dress the baby in. Yeah, which I'm like, she hadn't figured this out before she knew that the appointment was today yeah and she doesn't do anything no she doesn't have a job which is fine but i'm just saying what have you been doing up till this point exactly why is this not already figured out right also isn't the newspaper in black and white um no 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 i mean especially assuming that they live they live in a big city so maybe like the front of the la times is in color was it in the 90s probably yeah okay they live in Chicago. Yeah. So the, what, the Tribune? Is that their sure. newspaper? Yeah. And also, like, she's talking about some of their friends' babies are in magazines and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, so it I doesn't guess. necessarily need yeah. to be the paper. She's just like, I just want my baby to be published somewhere. Yes. So. So her criteria for this outfit, she yes. wants him to look not too butch, but not too feminine. Make him look angelic, like a little prince. Uh-huh. And then Annie's like, well, that would suggest blue. Yes, groundbreaking. And then wow. the mom is like, don't you think it'll be too obvious that we're trying to match his eyes or something? And I'm like, God, I just don't care about this. I don't care. But there's a little tiny montage of them powdering his butt. Yeah. Buffing his fingernails, brushing yeah. his hair. They put like a little lipstick on him. Yeah. I'm like, he a baby. He's a baby. He got perfect little baby skin. It's true. It is cute. And she's like buffing his nails and she's like, look how shiny they're getting. I'm like, yeah. this baby is just cute. Yeah. I can yeah. just watch this baby all day, right. but. That's what I'm saying. The baby saves the movie. Yeah. But so the kidnapper, I mean, the photographers have shown up. Yes. 
and they've put on like wigs and fake mustaches. And they're so obviously like I in this moment, this movie had the opportunity to go with just being campy as shit. Yeah. And they missed it. Yeah. But their costumes in this part are so good. Yeah. Over the top campy. Yeah. Like, huge mustache, fake wigs. Yes. Like, the sweaters, the hats. I'm just like, yes. Yeah. I love this so far. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. And then they just don't. No. Um. Yeah. So one of them's wearing like the fuzzy blue sweater. One of them's wearing fuzzy pink. And then Ed is wearing like a beret and a black jacket and has like a little mustache. And yeah. Big, yeah. Big curly wig that he's wearing. And he shows up, rings the front door, while the other guys get the gear. The butler looks surprised to see them, but I yeah. think it's just because he's like, these guys p- cannot possibly be downtown baby photographers, renowned baby photographers yes. that I'm looking for. Especially because Ed, who introduces himself as Mr. Charlie, because that's what's like on his jacket right. and he keeps pointing to it, yeah. has this like terrible accent yes. that I cannot tell where it's, it's even trying to be I from. I think he's trying to be French, but it just sounds yeah. like he's from nowhere. Right. And yeah. he's like, oh, were you not expecting us? And yeah. the guy's just like, uh, come on in, I guess. Yeah. But still, he lets them in. Yeah. And while they're setting up, uh, Vico mm-hmm. decides he wants to steal a paperweight because it looks cool. Yeah, he's like kind of, he picks it up and is like eyeballing it. And is like, yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah, Ed's and just like, put that down. Ed says, you want to be a shoplifter, go to JCPenney. Right. <laughs> Got more important shit to do. We're here to steal a whole baby. Yeah. Quit putting trinkets in your pocket. And then he's like, Ed, do you think we can actually get away with this? Mm-hmm. Ed says, no, we're here because I have a wild curiosity about the electric chair. <laughs> As he sits in a chair, which I thought was funny. Yeah. So then in comes the mom and the butler and Annie Gilbertine and Baby Bank, who is wearing a giant hat. Yeah, a giant tartan hat. Yeah, it's like yeah. blue and green plaid. And then he's got little blue and green plaid, like puffy shorts and like yeah. a velvet. He looks ridiculous, but yeah. also adorable. And we see, again, kind of like from the stroller point of view, we see these three kidnapper dudes. Uh-huh. And they do look very scary. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're big, Even they're imposing, they're fuzzy sweaters. Comically dressed. Yeah. Right. And mom's gotten all dolled up. Yeah, she's wearing a fancy dress. But then Ed picks up baby Bink, and the baby just kicks him squarely in the nuts. And yeah. no one reacts. No. He says, oh. Yeah. And then nothing. Like mom and butler and nanny are just standing there staring at him uh-huh. and he just like, it's just a really weird like yeah nothing happens no yeah it's just like okay all right i guess it's to be like baby bink knows that these guys are bad i guess on some level yeah but i don't know but no- nothing happens yeah so ed says asks vico to go to the car for his light meter so right. he leaves which and- what he's really doing is pulling the van around. Right. Yeah. He's driving it. He's like, I'm going to be rich. Yeah. So Mrs. Cotwell explains that she wants individual pictures of Baby Bink and then a portrait of the two of them together. Right. She just sounds kind of sad all the time. Yeah. She, she does. Just, like, that's her character. Yeah. She's already sad. Yeah. Nothing's happened yet. I know. But she's just like, <sighs> I just, uh, I'm like, oh, all right, pull it together, lady. <laughs> Get but, it together. Yeah. So Ed is explaining, yes, this baby is so beautiful. Oh my God, it's such a, a crime, a tragedy that he's not been photographed. But yeah. don't worry, I can guarantee you, like, by the end of, or in the very near future, he'll be very well known. It's <laughs> 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 like, okay, okay, great. Foreshadowing. Oh. 
But I'm also, I'm confused about this whole thing. Like, yeah, this premise. are the Cotwells' friends just being randomly selected for their baby to be published in something? Right. Are they submitting baby pictures somewhere? And they just don't have any baby pictures to submit? Yeah. Like, yeah. what do they mean? Who just publishes a baby for no reason? Right. And how do they... It's not like they have the internet, so... Yeah. I don't know how they're getting the baby photos. Right. They're just published in stuff. I don't understand the world of baby photography, I suppose. I don't either. <laughs> so I just really I just really don't understand like what this whole thing. But yeah, but while they're having this discussion, it just keeps cutting back to baby Bink in the chair. Yeah. And he's just like in different positions, yeah. just like being cute. At one point he's, he's completely up, like, upside down. Flat. Yeah, and then he's upside down and then he's like sideways and yeah. he's just being cute. He is adorable. But so Ed explains I'm I'm gonna need you to leave the room. I need time alone with this baby because I have to figure out the best way to photograph him. Right, and you're and, too distracting because yes. of your wonderful bond. Your wonderful bond between mother and baby. Also, the outfit that you're wearing, entirely wrong for this photograph. It's gonna detract away from your baby's beauty or some shit like that. You know, that's made up, but he's right. It's true. It's Her way too... too busy. It's too much. Yeah. Although it does match the like blue color that he's wearing. But yeah, but it's just got too much going on. It's very busy. Yes. Which... That kind of, that's what kicks her into gear. She's like, I knew this outfit was wrong the moment that I put it on. I'll be right back. She takes off running. Yeah. So this is like when he asks, how is he with strangers? And we realize that the baby's mother has no idea because she turns to the nanny and is like, I don't know. How is he with strangers? Right. And she starts to say, he's fine, but, and then he cuts her off and is like, okay, great. Get out of here. Yeah. So they all leave the room. Well, before they leave... Is when the nanny's like, if he does get cranky, read him this book. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she hands him Baby's Day Out. Right. So she's like, this will calm him down. And he's like, that is, that's invaluable information. Thank you so much for telling me. Right. And then they all leave the room. Yeah. And they're just running around. And the mom, like, tells the butler, get the winter clothes from the attic. Yeah. And he's like, ma'am. She's like, just do it, Andrews. <laughs> just running around being crazy. Yeah. And you can kind of tell that the nanny is suspicious and doesn't trust the guy but she's just like following orders or whatever yeah and we see that vico has brought the truck around to the window uh-huh so they hand the baby off yep take the book with them also uh-huh and get him secure in the truck and then yep. they just like drive away yeah so i guess they all went through the window i mean i guess so i'm sure the windows are huge that's true <laughs> but yeah and they made it and they're driving off goodbye goodbye forever yep. taking off like crazy Miss Cotwell is still getting dressed. She says, Bink really deserves this moment in the spotlight. It's too bad baby pictures don't go on the front page. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Foreshadowing. Which, again, so where is this picture gonna go? And who cares? In the baby announcements? He's nine months old. Yeah. You missed it. Right. Anyway, the kidnappers are ditching their disguises. They're transferring the baby and everything else to a van that they have parked in the woods. Yeah, it's this, like, big yellow van with, like, wizards painted on the side and shit. It is not conspicuous. No, it is conspicuous. Oh, yeah. I always get those wrong. It is very conspicuous. It's very conspicuous. Yeah. Uh, one of them, <laughs> you just hear them quietly go, I've never even shoplifted. <laughs> well, you've baby lifted. Right. So, meanwhile, Mrs. Cotwell has finally changed into a very nice dress. It's just, like, black and white. It's very yeah, cute. Yeah, I like that dress a lot. And uh, they arrive back in whatever rich person room they were using. Yeah, the you know, the study or the library or the money counting room. I don't know. I have one room in my house, basically. <laughs> right, exactly. But 
But what do you know? It's empty. Oh, yeah. Well, it's full of photography equipment, but it's empty otherwise. Yeah. Humans. Void of humans. Yes. And she says, where's Bink? Uh-huh. And uh, she sees on the table, there is a magazine cutout note that says, we have your baby, don't call the police. Uh-huh. So what does she do? Well, she calls the police, <laughs> but, you know, who wouldn't? I feel like that's a thing that kidnappers have to say, where they're like, don't call the police. No cops. But obviously, they know you're going to involve the yeah. cops. And then they have a chance to yell at you later, like, I said no cops! Right. You, know, you might as well try, but obviously you're going to call the police. So we see the police. They're en route to the house. They're escorting Bing in his car. And yeah, he back home. also has a ransom note. Yeah, that I guess they faxed to his office because it's yeah. in black and white. Yeah, it looks it looks very faxed. It says, Mr. Cotwell, we have your baby. Put $5 million in a trash bag in the alley behind the Ovaltine factory. No police. And then they show, like, that's the initial note that he's, like, holding. Yeah. And then they show different parts of it. And there's also a part that says, by midnight. Yeah. Which wasn't in the initial letter, but whatever. Sure. But anyway, they're in the Ovaltine factory. Yeah. And, uh... Norby is yeah. his name. It takes a long time for them to introduce his name, but yeah, Joe Pantoliano's character, Norby, and yeah. Bink are just, like, staring at each other. Yeah, because he's trying to change his diaper, but he yeah. just doesn't understand how diapers work. Nope. And he's like, hey, Eddie, which way does this thing go? Yeah. Which way, which, which one's the front and which one's the back? Right. And Eddie says, well, are there pockets on the front? Ah, uh-huh. ha, And he, like, looks at it <laughs> to see. And then he's like, very funny. It's exactly the same. He says, well, then it probably don't make no difference. Right. Which is, like, true. If it looks the same on the front and the back, then the front and the back are probably the same. But they aren't. No. If you've ever changed a diaper, you all know. If you put it on backwards, you're gonna have a mess. That's true. That never comes up again, though. No. That's true. So Eddie tells him that they also need to change the kid's clothes because his fruit suit is a dead giveaway <laughs> that he's a rich kid. <laughs> fruit suit. So... <laughs> He changes his clothes in the most ridiculous way possible. Yeah. But it makes the baby laugh. Yeah. It's again from like, kind of from the baby's perspective. And he's just like flinging clothes like at the camera and away from them and like hits himself in the face with a shoe at one point. Uh But it's very silly. Yeah. And the baby's laughing the whole time. But the baby is entertained, so it's fine. Exactly. But he ends up in like a striped long sleeve t-shirt and little overalls. Yes. And it's very sweet. Little red sneakers. Yeah. I do want to say like, like you were saying how this baby carries the whole movie i do appreciate the fact that this baby is never once in distress for this whole movie right yeah he's not sad he doesn't cry he doesn't even look scared he's just having the best day yeah because seeing a really baby appreciate. in distress is not entertaining no it's, it's upsetting very upsetting yeah. yeah he does not cry once in this whole film which is nice yeah so then they make a bottle for him uh-huh but they're like oh how do we make sure that it's not too hot yep so like, oh, we have to test it on some skin. So Vico takes off Norby's hat yeah. and tries it on his bald head and he starts yelling. Yeah. And they start slapping each other, which yes. Bink makes, also finds hilarious. Makes the baby laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Every time Norby slaps Vico, he's laughing. So then he's like, hey, Eddie, check this out. He slaps him again and Bink's like, ha ha ha. And Eddie's yeah. like, great. Now see if it works the other way. And yeah. Vico just slaps Norby into oblivion because he's so much stronger, which is also hilarious. And Bink agrees. Yep. So Eddie's like... Hey, put the baby in the bedroom. The one bedroom that they share in this house, I guess. Yeah. So that he doesn't bother the neighbors, which the baby isn't doing anything, but... No, he's very silly. Like, he's just sitting there. He's not even laughing that loud. He's just kind of sitting there being happy. 
Yeah, but he's, but he's like, like, yeah, give him and put him down for a nap so that yeah. doesn't bother them. He says, and keep an eye on him because that little doo doo machine is my retirement plan. Great. There are. That is the like only poop joke in this movie, which I do also appreciate. Yeah, because usually with babies, there are a lot. There's of no them. like weird diaper besides him trying to figure out the diaper. There's no weird like I've yeah. been peed on or there's yeah. shit everywhere. Ah, uh, gross. That in is the whole true. Movie. That yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, and I mean even him like trying to figure out how to put on a diaper is less like. It's more just like he's completely out of his element is the yeah. joke and not like anything like necessarily gross. diaper related. Yeah. yeah. That is that is good. I appreciate that. Yeah. So he's trying to get him to take his bottle and go to bed, but he's just like, drink the bottle. Yeah. Drink hey, your milk. Take your milk. Take your nap. And he's just like, it's a baby. Stop yelling at him. <laughs> it's not how you sleep by being yelled at. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. So I'm just trying to figure it out. And it, they're in such a small apartment that like Eddie and Vico are like judging all of Norby's things that he does yeah because vico's eating cereal at the kitchen table and eddie is just like reading the newspaper but they can both see into the bedroom yeah and, and hear what he's hear doing everything. yeah yeah but so eddie's like well why don't you sing him a song and so norby starts singing mary had a little lamb but he can't like remember all the words to it so he starts making them up it's so funny it's the best version of mary had a little lamb too because he's he starts out right he's like mary had a little lamb and its hair was white as snow. Yeah. One day it followed Mary to work, and then she got fired. Yeah. <laughs> it's just very funny. Singing about how Mary had to go on unemployment. Yeah. <laughs> but then he's trying to, he's like, Eddie, what else did Mary's little lamb do? And Eddie's like, he put Humpty Dumpty together again. And Vico's like, no, that was Nat King Cole, who yeah, was like, Eddie's like a real person. No, Nat King Cole put his finger in a pie and pulled out a bird. I don't think these guys were ever actually children. No, and they're getting everything wrong. So then Ed is like, why don't you cut the singing out and read him his book? If you can. Yeah, this part's kind of sad, actually. Yeah, it is. Because it turns out Norby cannot read very well. No, and he's trying to read. Yeah. He's doing his best. And they're just like laughing at him and making fun of him. Manny and Baby Boo strolled through the D... D... Department? Department store. (laughs) I do like that he says strolled. Strolled. Yes. So, back at the Cotwell home, the police are there collecting evidence. Yeah. Which, they are going Oh yeah, ham. Fine tooth comb. This, yeah, they have, like, room. the special vacuum cleaner. They're, mm-hmm. like, fingerprint dusting. They're yep. doing everything. Yep. Whereas, if this had happened in a low-income neighborhood, they would be like, well, he probably ran away. Yeah. <laughs> I know he's nine months old, but he probably ran away. Is, uh, have you guys, did you guys yell at him too much? This is probably your fault. Yeah. He ran away. Y'all got good food here? No, he probably left. Kids run away all the time. Yeah. Even when they're nine months old. They'll be back. Call us in 72 hours. Shit. Mrs. Cotwell has changed clothes again, which will be a recurring theme throughout this movie. She changes clothes. This all happens over one day. Yeah. And she changes clothes like five times. Yep. I guess you gotta get your money's worth when you have that many clothes. That's true. Plus, I mean, this dress that she's in is not good for going out which is what she's doing she's trying to leave the house yeah and the fbi agent who has just arrived dale grissom uh-huh says that is where the are you most going law officer name yeah i have ever heard that's true it's just such a like dale good, grissom fbi yeah. uh, isn't this guy on law and order for a while i think so as like the da that sounds right yeah anyway but he's yeah, like he's there and he's like I need you to stay here and answer some questions. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm going out to look for my baby. Your questions are going to have to wait. Yeah. And he's like, listen, it's a huge city. They could be anywhere. 
it's best if you stay here and we wait to hear from the kidnappers. You, yeah. you know, you're going to do way more here at home. And she's like, okay, fine. And yeah, they, they have a really sincere conversation where she's like, have you ever lost a child? And she's yeah. like crying for this whole movie. Yeah. Basically, which I mean, she lost her baby, but. Right. It's just uh, feels very jarring against the like slapstick yeah. that's happening. That's a, a theme running throughout the movie, too, is that like it feels like two different movies. Yeah. Like, the family and the cops is very serious, and there are some parts that are, like, this is heavy. Yeah, very heartfelt, and, like... And then... Yeah. The other half of the movie is just, like, getting hit in the dick jokes. <laughs> yep. And it's just very strange. It is! Yeah, because he's like, you know, I know how you feel, but... And she's like, have you ever lost a child? And he says, no. And she says, then you couldn't possibly know how I feel. Right. And you're like, okay. All right. So then we go back to the Ovaltine factory apartment. Norby. Ovaltine, please. (laughs) Norby has fallen asleep. Yeah. But Baby Bank is still up. And he's just looking through the book on his own, being the most well-behaved baby. Yeah, he's just sitting on the bed looking through his book. But then he sees a pigeon in the window. Uh Uh-huh. And there are pigeons in his book. And he's like, boo-boo. So he goes crawling after them. And the window is open course it is he crawls out onto the fire escape do you think that i mean obviously this book did not exist before this movie yeah do you think that they called the baby in the book boo because these babies said boo boo all the time or oh. do you think they trained this baby to say boo boo because of the book i just wonder which one came first yeah because it is two the babies or the baby yes because <laughs> he has two babies for baby bank right so i wonder Maybe and only Vern one Troyer. of them could say boo-boo, though. <laughs> and Vern Troyer, yes. <laughs> I mean, they could also dub in... That's true. ...noise, too. I just wonder, yeah, which one came first, basically. Yeah, so he... Bink starts crawling towards the window because he wants to get this pigeon that he just saw. Yeah. And he slaps Norby on his bald head a couple times. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't wake up, so oh. he's just like, all right, I'm going out the window. I'm gonna go see this pigeon. And he gets onto the fire escape and starts, like, going up the little stairs towards the pigeon. And he goes, hi, hi. Oh, It's a pigeon. It's so cute. Oh, That is cute. So then we see Vico and Eddie, who are sitting in the this, like, little living room area of this apartment, watching TV. I mean, Eddie's still reading the newspaper. And Vico is, like, biting his nails and spitting them. Yeah. And Ed's like, do you have to do that? And he's like, yeah, I like to look nice. Yeah. And he's like, no, do you have to spit? And Vico's like, I don't know about you, but I don't eat pieces of my body. God. And it's just like, at this point, I would like to know, how do these men know each other? Okay. How did they get together to commit this crime? I am curious about that, but I also like that we don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm glad that they don't tell us because I think it would be like unnecessary yeah, and kind of hacky know, and there would yeah. be no way to like jam it in there. But I'm just like, they don't like each other. No. Do they don't, live in this apartment? I don't know that a lot of criminals like each other, though. It's just That's fair. Convenience. I'm just curious for my own sake. You know, how did they uh, How did they devise this plan? How did they meet yeah. each other? Like, they are and mean to each other? Why are there three of them? They don't need three why people. Why are there three of them? To kidnap a baby. I mean, you need three people, I guess, to pretend to be the photographers, which was a good way to get into their house. You could do that with two people, though. You could do it with one person. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it would make sense if you were like, I have an assistant. But yeah. Two assistants seems unnecessary. Also wonder why they chose five million dollars because that's hard to split three ways. Yeah, and <laughs> that guy has clearly has more money than that. And yeah. third thing, they haven't 
done anything. I guess they made their demand and now they're just waiting for the money to show up. Yeah, but, like, it's they supposed to be there at midnight. Called. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So they're just waiting till midnight yeah, this to is see if just it gets like, dropped off. They were, they showed up in the morning. They saw the baby. They're waiting for midnight. Okay. Yeah. No, that's right. I forgot. That makes sense. So anyway, they're arguing about that. We see Bank crawling around on the roof and chasing the pigeons. And he crawls up to the skylight, which is partially broken. Yeah. And he can, like, see Eddie and Vico sitting there in their chairs. And he's, like, drooling. Yeah, as babies do. Because he's a baby. And the drool falls onto the back of Eddie's neck right as Vico is, like, spitting one of his fingernails. So they get into an argument about it because he just thinks that he spit at him. Right. And then Eddie slaps Vico. Right. Which makes Baby Bank giggle. Yes. And then they hear the giggle above them and they look up and they're like, (laughs) <laughs> well they look up for a second and they're like oh okay and then they're like wait yeah. shit <laughs> so they go into the bedroom to wake up norby uh-huh who says Shh, you're gonna wake up the baby right and they say the baby's on the roof right there's a lot of yelling yeah so calling they, him a jerk they run out and try to go get bank off the roof uh-huh eddie nearly catches up to bank but there's a board that is like sticking out from the roof that they are on that bank is crawling out onto to try and catch this pigeon right and he gets far enough on it that it tilts down like a seesaw yeah. and like catches Eddie in the chin yeah. on its way up, knocks him on his back. Which on this part, I um, rewound because when he gets, he gets hit under the chin and it throws him onto his back and the camera angle is from above him. Mm-hmm. And it's a stunt double yeah. that has like so much makeup on to make him look like the actor that it like he looks dead. Oh, it's really creepy because his skin is the wrong color. I don't know. Ooh. I just like I saw it like for the split second, and then yeah. I was like, "What the fuck?" So yeah. I like rewound it and watched it again. It's unsettling. Yeah, I was like, they didn't need to take that camera angle. Yeah, you know, it just added this unnecessary yeah. element. Hmm. That's weird. Anyway, yeah, he gets hit under the chin. He falls down. Uh-huh. Bink is still crawling across, but Vico and Norby don't see him. They're just like, Ed, Ed, what's the matter with you? And at this point, Bink has made it to a- another roof, so the board drops again and hits Eddie on top of the head and, like, right. knocks him out. And then Vico sees it, and he just, like, tosses it off the roof. Yeah, he's like, this is in the way. And Norby's like, what are you doing? But then they're still just paying attention to Ed. They're like, Ed, Ed, you know, wake up. I don't know. So then they see that Bink is on the other roof, and they're like, okay, we're going to have to jump. Because Bink has crawled through an open window into somebody's kitchen. And they're like, Norby and Vico are on either side of Ed. And they're like, all right, Eddie, we got to have to jump. And they look down, they're like, that must be at least a thousand feet. It's like, it's not. It's definitely not. But they're going to jump it anyway. But Eddie is, like, out of it and, like, can't even stand up on his own. And they're like, all right, Ed, here we go. So Norby and Vico jump and land safely, but Eddie just takes one step and, like, plummets off the roof to his death. Yep. Bye. So one kidnapper down. Nope, just kidding. He's okay. Yeah, he's fine. He landed on an air conditioner. Mm Mm-hmm. And then that falls out, and then he lands in a clothesline, and then he pulls a bunch of other things out of the wall. Yeah, I, he ends up hanging onto a bird feeder that's suction cupped on the outside of someone's window. Yep, and just hangs there for a while, which I'm like, damn, this is made for some chonky ass birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very slowly, like pulls off the window, and then all the bird seed lands before he does. Yeah, and then he pulls a giant antenna down on himself. Yep, he lands in a dumpster, so and don't worry about it. 
yeah, if he's you fine. land in a dumpster, you're fine. You're fine because the trash is soft immediately. So then, back inside of the other apartment, we see a delivery man is bringing boxes to an apartment. Yep. And Bink is inside the apartment and hitting the door, which alerts the woman who lives there. And she comes out, opens her front door, yells at the delivery man for a while. Yeah. Neither of them see Bink, who crawls into the hallway and into the elevator that the delivery man has left open by putting mm-hmm. a box in front of the door. Right. But he, the baby, like, pushes the box and... Yeah. Into the elevator. Yeah. So then we go outside of the building and we see that Vico and Norby have made it to the ground level to go find Ed and find out what happened to him. And he's just in a broken heap in a dumpster. Yep. And Bink crawls right past them. Yeah. While they're all yelling at each other. Yeah. Vico's like, are you okay? And Norby's like, of course he's not okay. You know, a whole antenna fell out. They're just like yelling at each other. And Bink, yeah, just crawls right past. And Bink sees a giant blue bus, like from his book. Yeah. And they give like this little flash to the page from the book which yeah. i just don't feel like it was necessary no but we got it anyway yeah and he says boo boo yeah so bink crawls towards the bus uh-huh so norby and vico are trying to figure out how eddie is doing they sit him down and they're cleaning him off yeah. but then ed notices that bink is getting on the bus and the bus is driving away yep and they all say ah! Ah! there's so much of that in this movie yes yeah so they somehow make really good time and get into their van and manage to catch up to the bus. Which well, I'm like, how do they know which direction it was going? So this part is weird because, first of all, the bus can't even be going that fast because it has to keep making frequent stops. That's true. It's just a bus. Yeah. So them catching up to it makes sense to me. But then the rest of them, like, chasing it is like, the bus would stop eventually. Like, they stop constantly. Yeah, just follow the They're bus at a normal fast. speed. Yeah. They, they don't have they to. They try to make this like a like a high speed chase. Yeah, they're but on it's a, a highway at some point. Bus. Yeah. So I mean, I guess you know, the if it's a cross town bus or whatever, maybe it is going fast. But they're trying to like cut it off or like yeah. whatever, and it's like just yeah, just wait till it, it stops. Right, it's full of people, so it's not like yeah. But Norby sure. is being very practical and trying to give Eddie driving advice, which this part reminds me of that darn cat where the kidnapped housekeeper is in the back seat, just like telling them how to drive oh yeah don't you know how to use a turn signal yeah yeah he's just like there's a lady ahead of you and we don't want to get a ticket you know and just like yeah. look both ways look both ways yeah <laughs> where vico is being like get in front of the bus and i'll jump out on it it's like none of this is necessary just yeah wait till the bus stops yeah again. it's gonna stop so on the bus bank has crawled into a lady's like very large purse uh-huh which this is how i almost lost my cat once oh when i had troll when he was a baby I had some people over and one of my friends brought a bag of like knitting stuff and he climbed in it Aww. and my friend left. And then a few minutes later came back and was like, Hey, <laughs> troll was like, he was in my bag. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. I know. But it's good that they noticed. I know. So they finally catch up to the bus and it almost hits them because they've like pulled out into its path and then they're like, Oh shit. And back up. Yeah. And so Norby jumps out and chases it down and yells at the driver to get him to stop. Yeah. And he's like, those are a baby on the just get off this bus. And yeah. the bus driver's like, I didn't have nobody with a baby. <laughs> and Norby says, he was by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Which this part is so funny. Yeah. Like the overacting. Right. It's wonderful. Yeah. I agree. So then we see the lady whose purse Bink has crawled into. 
And she's walking down the sidewalk and she just makes a beeline for Eddie and is like pushing him up against his van with her body. Yeah. And she's like, maybe if you didn't park your van in the middle of the sidewalk, people would have an easier time getting by. And she like shoves her way past them and puffs away. And then Vico calls after her. Maybe if you limited yourself to a few pork chops a day, you wouldn't have this problem. Which pork chops is a strange thing to choose. It is. But they're just like, walk off in their opposite directions. (laughs) And then as he's walking off, Vico realizes that he saw Bink's head sticking out of her purse. Yeah. But he doesn't really do anything about it. He just stands there. Yeah, he looks at Eddie and Norby and is like, I seen him. I seen him. And they're like, (laughs) well, where? He's just in the big broad's purse. Yeah. And they're like, ah! So they like go, you know, running after her, which there are so many times in this movie, I'm like, it does not take all three of you. It's a baby. Yeah, there's so, like, that's what I was saying. They don't need three people to kidnap a baby. Right, but especially in this moment. Like, yeah. okay, so she's already yelled at Vico and Eddie, but she probably didn't register Norby. So if he just ran up behind her and was like, ma'am, I'm so sorry, my baby is in your purse. Yeah. She's probably going to be like, oh my God, right. that's great. She doesn't want this baby. Who no. wants a whole baby? You got to deal with it. And, you know, so if he was just like. <laughs> Here, you he throw this away. Plays the. <laughs> Plays the, like, scared parent, you know, like, oh, my God, I'm so worried about you, you know. They look exactly alike. They both were bald. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. Bink has more hair than he does. She probably would have handed off this baby. but The point is that they're stupid. I know. It's just... (sighs) But they're following behind her while trying to, like, figure out how to get the baby out of her bag rather than be reasonable about it. Right. Norby's like, what if we give her a sandwich? Yeah, as if they just have a sandwich right in their pocket yeah pocket sandwich <laughs> and he's like we'll just take it real easy uh but she overhears them yeah and can see them like in the reflection of the windows that yeah. she's passing that they are following her so she turns around and just beats the shit out of all three of them yeah it's awesome and she says not so easy making jokes with my fist in your mouth is it right That's oh great. give her a sandwich she's like punching him I'm like hell yeah but while this is happening bink crawls out of her purse and into a nearby department store yep which he gets through the revolving doors by like cl- crawling in, and then when somebody comes through, it like pushes his little butt. Yeah, and he just he goes slides sliding. all the way in. It's it, so cute. It is very cute. And he's crawling around, just like looking at department store stuff. Because if you'll remember from the book, they go to a department store, and he's uh-huh. like, "Sweet, I'm doing the book stuff." Yep. But then a girl notices him and takes him back to the store's daycare. Yes. She's like, "How did you escape from Mother Goose Corner?" Yes. This is the first person who is not one of the kidnappers that has noticed baby bank. Yeah. At all. I know. Just saying. Yeah. So she changes his diaper, which I was really glad that they like took a second to do this. Yeah. Cause I'm like, he's been crawling around for hours, you know, I don't want him to be like uncomfy. Right. So she puts him in a new diaper. She just sets him down with the other babies and he's like crawling around looking at stuff. But then he sees a woman has come to pick up her baby Mm -hmm. and she's in a stroller and there's like a bottle yeah. On the bottom basket. Yeah. So he crawls into that and is just lounging there. And the little girl sees him. She's like, mom, baby. Yeah. But the mom's not listening. Not paying attention. But it's cute because he's just like laying back, like feeding himself, like swinging his feet, having yep. a great time. And as soon as he finishes the bottle, he burps. Yep. And he burps himself. Yep. Yeah. Chucks the bottle. Chucks the bottle and then crawls out between the legs of a reporter yes. while she is reporting on the story of this missing baby yes yep she explains yeah that he's like nine month old baby blah 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 so we hear the yeah. story he goes so far as to like he gets a little bit tangled up in her microphone cord 
So as he's crawling away, it, like, yanks it out of her hand. Yeah. And she's like, oh, gosh, sorry. And she, like, bends down to pick it up. And he's down there. Yeah, and the, and the camera... camera pans down and sees him. Yeah. Because we cut to Mrs. Cotwell in her home, who is watching the news. But she doesn't but see. But looks away at this point. Because yeah. she's, like, very sad. Which, again, this... Any scene with her is just so sad. Which, Ooh. I mean, I understand, but this is supposed to be, like, a silly movie. And this scene could have been like, oh, no, she just missed it. But instead, you're, like, heartbroken that she just missed this. Because she's just alone in this giant bedroom. Very sad listening to the news. And it's like, oh, great. Okay. Back to the funny stuff. Yeah. The kidnappers are across the street watching the news in a store window. And they see it. Yep. So they're like, oh, shit. Ah! Exactly. (laughs) But Bink is on his way into a taxi. Uh Uh-huh. She says, boo-boo. Boo-boo. Because this is part of the book, too. It's in the book. He gets in it. They get in the taxi. Yep. So he crawls on over to it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. There's... I just... I know it's the point of this movie, but there's a whole crowd standing around talking about how a nine-month-old blonde baby boy has gone missing, and then they see a baby boy with blonde hair crawling around on the street outside they see it It, yeah it's not even like oh we didn't see him yeah they all look at this baby a camera points at this baby and they let him crawl off yeah i was like maybe that's the baby that you're looking for even if it's not it's a baby yeah because pick him up real quick they all assume that that baby belongs to someone around it's the same thing of like not seeing like the the bad things right in front of you too you know like like not to get too true crime existential about it, but like Ted Bundy, somebody, people called the cops and were like, hey, this is my friend Ted who drives this exact car. I know that he's doing this. Yeah. And then when they see him in the face, they're like, oh, it can't possibly be that guy. He looks nice. He's nice. They're expecting a baby like locked up somewhere, you know, like. I, but, okay, even if you don't assume that this is the baby that has gone missing, this is a baby crawling unattended down a Chicago street. But they street. assume that it is attended. I, I'm sorry. I would just stop and because... scoop this baby and be like, whose fucking baby is this? Right, I know you that don't you would. just let it crawl off. That's not the That's point. That's what I'm saying. No, not a single person in this crowd is like, should someone pick up that baby before there it crawls into so the street? There are so many people moving around that everybody else assumes that this baby belongs to someone else because no one would leave a baby unattended on a Chicago street, is what I'm saying. It's the bystander effect. Somebody else is going to call. That bystander effect's not real. To somebody else. It is real, but it's not the same as the Kitty Genovese's <laughs> story. It's not real. It's all fake. Ah! It's real. Pick up the fucking baby. If you see a baby crawling unattended, fucking pick it up. Yeah, and then when the mom is right next to you, she calls the cops because she thinks you're trying to steal her baby. I feel like if you're just standing there. <laughs> if you pick it up and immediately start running off down the street, that's a problem. If you pick it up and go... Hey, whose fucking baby is this? They're gonna be like, oh, thank you for stopping my baby from crawling into traffic. I was just checking his collar. <laughs> Nobody puts collars on their on babies kid. anymore. Fuck. <laughs> Where's his phone number? <laughs> anyway. <sighs> okay, it's fine. So Baby Bink crawls into the taxi and is, like, covered immediately by, like, packages and stuff. So those people don't see him either. Yes. And he's, he's the looking out the, taxi. the back window at the kidnappers as they drive away. Yep. And the kidnappers are like, ah! Ah! Yeah. It's just that, like, beat where they, like, look at each other yeah. and yell. Yeah. And then do something. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> so, the phone's ringing at the Cotwell home. Mr. Cotwell picks it up. Uh-huh. I, 
in this moment, finally realized who this actor is. Yeah. He plays Glenn Gulia from The Wedding Singer. I've never seen that. <sighs> well, <laughs> in The Wedding Singer, he's about to marry Drew Barrymore, whose character's name is Julia, and her name is going to be Julia Gulia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's pretty awful. So he play, but he plays kind of a very similar character in the wedding singer. He's like just very, very wealthy and doesn't yeah. really care about. I mean, he this character cares about his baby, but he's yeah. just like a really rich guy and he doesn't pay attention yeah. to the world around him. Anyway, yep. There's a man on the phone who says that he might have info about where the kid is. Uh huh. So they all go down to where Joe is because I guess he can't tell them over the phone. And he's like, "I saw your baby, but yeah. I don't remember where he went." Yeah, and. Dale Grissom, FBI, is like, <laughs> well, we can go down to the station. Maybe that'll, uh... Yeah, well, we take a ride. Maybe that'll jog your memory. Yeah, but, but... Mr. Cutwell's like, here, just have some money. I know that's what you want. Yeah. And he tries it. He's like, don't insult me. Put your money away. Your money's no good here. But every bill that Bing puts down, he Joe Depke gives more information. Yeah. So he's like, oh, he was in that, you know, he in the apartment across the street. Puts out a bill. Second floor. Puts out a bill. The McRae apartment. You know, right. just like, whatever. And then he's walk as they're walking away, he's like, I called because I care. Counting his money. Right. Like, and sure he's dude. like, no guarantees. I don't know if it's the baby or whatever. Yeah. So they go up there and into Mrs. McRae's apartment, which it is implied that she is a single mother and this house is full of babies. <laughs> yeah. I think she says something about her husband. Oh, okay. At some point. But yeah, there's... There are three kids, and there's a little girl doing dishes, and, like, there's other two other kids that are yeah. sitting there helping, and then one of the FBI agents, they all just kind of stand around the front door, but one of the FBI agents goes, like, farther into the apartment, and then he, like, comes back out, and he's like, sir, you gotta see this, or whatever, and so yeah. they go back into her bedroom, and there's a baby, and Mrs. Cottwell, like, runs up to him and, and just goes, baby, which I'm like, they don't ever call him by his name. No. She just calls him baby the it's whole time. It's probably because she regrets naming him Bennington. <laughs> Bennington is fine. His middle name is Arthur. Call him that. Artie. (laughs) But so she like runs up to it, but it's not her baby. It's just a baby. Right. It's just a little blonde baby. It's just this lady's baby. Yeah. Um, But this scene is so heavy. Yeah. Because, you know, she sees this baby. Mrs. Cottwell sees this baby and like turns around and looks at Mrs. McRae and is just like, you have a beautiful baby boy. Yeah. And Mrs. McRae is like, I'll pray for you guys. You know, I can't. These These kids kids are all I got. Yeah. Yeah, So maybe she is a single mom. Yeah. And she's just like, I can't imagine what would happen if I lost one of them. It's just like, I think there's a special angel that looks over babies. So I think he'll be okay. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. It's super heavy. Yeah. Where's the slapstick? Yep. Also, Mrs. McRae, uh-huh. I had to look up. Yeah. Because she looked so familiar. Couldn't figure out who she was. She's not even, like, credited on some sites because she's in the movie for so little time. Yeah. But I put more effort into figuring out who she is than John Hughes did into writing the script. <laughs> Take that, John Hughes. She's the woman that Christian Slater is talking to at the bar at the very beginning of True Romance. Nice. She's dressed like Marilyn Monroe, and Christian Slater is like, "Do you like Elvis?" And then they're talking for a while, and she's like, "He's like, do you want to go see three kung fu movies with me?" Yeah. And she's like, "Did you just ask me to see kung fu movies with you?" <laughs> no, thank you. And then leaves, and that's her whole part of the movie. Aww. But I just was like, "Why is she so familiar?" Love that. Anyway. Yeah. So, 
the taxi that Baby Bank is in has gotten to wherever it was going to. Right. He crawls out of it and underneath it. Yeah. And then into the street. Right. Because he sees a zoo Which across is also the street. in the book. Boo-boo! Yeah. yeah. Starts heading towards it. Just plays Frogger across this very busy street. Does great. Does great. I mean, he doesn't even look at He's just like crawling, crawling, crawling. Yeah. Stops like on the dot, you know, on the, yeah, dotted line, I guess. Yeah. It's so stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so there, and the bad guys are in their van driving around angry because they lost the baby. And they're like, don't worry, we'll find him. Babies crawling around in traffic tend to attract attention, don't you think? You would think, but no, they don't. No. They so, do not. So Norby somehow manages to spot the cab that Bink got into, even though they were nowhere near their van when Bink got into it and had no earthly way of knowing which direction it was going. Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is a hurricane blowing? <laughs> but they found Bink. They found him! It, miraculously, in the streets of Chicago. I mean, I guess maybe they wrote down the cab number. Yeah. I don't know. There's just so many times. Like, yeah, when he gets in the cab, they are nowhere near their van, which means they all three have to run back to the van. Right, and then track down the cab Get again. onto the street and then figure out, yeah, which direction it was going. Whatever. Anyway, they slam in the back of that <laughs> cabula. <laughs> and then they run right up to it, but there's no baby in it anymore. Yeah, you hear the driver go, what, did I park in your spot? Yeah. He's just like, why did you hit me? So Norby turns and sees that Baby Bink is in traffic, yells at Eddie. Eddie yells, my money! Yep. But Bink has made it safely across. Great. The The kidnappers kidnappers run into the street, nearly get hit by a car. They're like, wait for the cars! No, wait! It takes them forever to get across the street. They're very bad at Frogger. Their toes get run over by a car at one point while they're all standing in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. And then they... Go ahead. If you're close enough to a car for its tires to run you over you would also get hit by the rear view mirror but that's fine because <laughs> they're leaning back real far anyway all their toes get run over so then they have to like hobble across hobble. the street and they, yeah. they jump over a fence yeah into an open pit yep because on the other side it's like caution men right. at work but you're not supposed to be jumping over the fence so right. they just woo, fall down into an open pit but they see some baby tracks yep which is little tiny handprints and yeah. little knees yeah like being drugged through the dirt so uh-huh. they follow them into the gorilla room yep just like the monkey exhibit the ape exhibit i guess yeah vico and gorilla share a tough guy moment yeah they're kind of like staring at each other and like Meh. yeah as they go walking off but they don't see bank anywhere they're looking around he's not in there they go to leave but then they hear him and so they look over and he's in the gorilla cage Ah! <laughs> I know you're tired of the yelling, but consider this. Yeah. The entire plot of Home Alone, also written by John Hughes. I know, which is also a lot of yelling, but for some reason it's okay in Home Alone. Yeah. That's it's just better. That's this whole movie. Yeah. It was okay in Home Alone. It doesn't work. That's true. It worked the one time. They, I mean, they do it in, because I was going to say, I think what bothers me more, but they do it in Home Alone 2 a little bit, but... So much of the yelling in this movie is not, oh, the, like, a lot of the yelling in Home Alone is, my head is on fire, or I just stepped on a nail, whereas a lot of the yelling in this movie is, these people realize something bad, look at each other and yell about it, yeah. and then do something about it, which is not helpful, and something that no one does. Oh, I do it all the time. Yo, do you? Yeah. Oh, well. No, I don't. No! So... They gotta figure out how to get the baby out of there. The gorilla yes. growls at them. All the kids in... There's, like, kids on a field trip. All in this, like, 
yeah. room with them. They all scream. So the kidnappers are yelling, but then Eddie starts turning it into laughter. Yeah. And they're all like, ha, 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 So all the kids on the field trip are like, oh, everything's cool, and they leave. Yeah. Right. They're like, all right, what do we do? Yeah, they have to figure out how to get the kid out of the gorilla cage. Yeah. Pour one out for Harambe, listeners. <laughs> Dicks out for Harambe. <laughs> So Eddie looks at Vico and says, you've got long arms. Yep. Vico goes, thanks. And Norby puts his hands in his pocket real fast because he understands what's happening. And he's like, yeah. oh man, look at my short arms. Tiny, short, tiny, short little arms. So next we see Vico half in the gorilla cage trying to reach for Bink and pull him out without disturbing the gorilla. Uh-huh. Which, yes, again, they could have just gotten a zoo employee, but yep. they probably would have shot the gorilla. So I think they're... <laughs> Oh, they're just worried about the gorilla. Yeah, they're just point. worried about the gorilla at this point. Yeah. So Vico gets a hold of one of Bing's shoelaces and is like gently pulling him toward the cage. Yep. But the gorilla sees this happening and grabs yep. his other shoelace and pulls <laughs> yeah. him back. The gorilla just puts one finger down on the shoelace and like and drags dragging it. him. I know. Yeah. I do. It's just very obviously a fake baby in this part. Yeah. And I just hate it. It's a robot baby. There's something about like the stunt double that they used for Eddie and then this robot baby where the skin color is wrong mm. and it's just like too gray. I yeah. don't know. It, it's fine if it looks fake, but it not looking like human. Alive? Yeah. That is upsetting. <laughs> it's like, ooh, I don't love it. Why is that? But Vico's pulling on him again and Bink starts to cry and reach for the gorilla because he's like, no, I don't want to leave. I love this gorilla. Yeah. So Eddie's like, the gorilla, like, goes over to Vico and is, like, looking at him. And Eddie's like, stare him down, Vico. Which is, like, no. no. Don't stare at a gorilla. No. It's the last thing you should do. But so he's staring him down. And then the gorilla smashes Vico's hand. Yeah. And he starts yelling like a monkey. Yeah. And it makes all the monkeys yell. Yeah. Which is, it's funny. But. <sighs> is it? Then Ed and Norby see a mop. So they're like, okay, we'll use that. We'll poke the mop through, hook it on his overalls, mm-hmm. and drag him out. So Norby manages to hook him, and Ed is distracting him by saying, I'm a banana. I'm a coconut. I'm an entire fruit salad. I'm a coconut. He almost gets him, but the gorilla notices, grabs Bink back. Mm-hmm. And then because Norby is just standing there staring, yeah, he like smashes the mop handle. Yeah. And Norby goes into the air for so long. Yeah. It's like, how, what, how big is the roof on this building? I know. Like, it's 40 stories. Yeah, he goes flying. Finally lands. So then we see the baby and the gorilla are napping together, which implies that they just stood around. And waited for them to fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It is very cute. It is cute. Because the gorilla's lying flat on its back, and Bink is, like, tucked into one arm. Yeah. And it's so so adorable it is really cute this part is about 20 minutes too long though. yeah it's like okay okay wrap up with the fucking gorilla what did you spend a bunch of money on this gorilla suit and you want to get your money's worth out of yeah, it yeah like, i mean i think so honestly. move on from the gorilla but so they're standing there yeah vico and norby are sitting on a bench just like looking downtrodden and defeated yeah, they're both injured right so it's like all right i'll do it eddie's still just standing there this is when it chooses to show us the sign that's like stay on this side of the fence because the gorilla will murder you yeah. and we're like yeah we know We've seen that happen. But anyway, Eddie's standing there, tells the other two, oh, they're asleep. You know, shh, everybody be quiet, which was unnecessary. I mean, I guess, yeah, be quiet. Yeah. But like, how long has he been standing there staring at this gorilla being asleep? Anyway, so he reaches out, is trying to get Bank, 
very slowly pulling on him. Yeah. But then the gorilla wakes up, comes over, screams in Eddie's face, picks him up, and flings him backwards so hard that he, like, bends the bars on the monkey's cage across the way and gets stuck in them. Yeah. And just hangs there. Yeah, for a long time. So long. We also watch Bank crawling around with the gorilla, eating some fruit, some more, like... Very slowly. I mean, I guess you can't be like, come on, babe, you gotta go at the baby's pace, I guess. Yeah. But this part of the scene takes forever. And then they go crawling out the back door of this gorilla enclosure and Bink, like, goes through the bars and is, like, crawling out through the grass. Yeah. Know, like, bye, gorilla. And the gorilla's sad that he's leaving, but he's like, nope, gotta go. Gotta go. Eddie's still just stuck in this cage. Yeah. Norby says, Eddie, I hate to tell you this, but... I know you don't want to hear this right now, but the baby's got away again. Yep. Which I'm like... He went out into the zoo. One of you could leave this building, go around to where he just... You just saw him leave. Pick him up. He's a baby. He doesn't go that fast. Get him. Go get him. But they many times spend too long making sure that Eddie is okay, which is weird. Yeah, because they don't like him. Well, They call him boss at one point in this movie. Yeah, and nobody, like... Nobody else is checking on anyone else. No. It's just the two of them making yeah. sure that he is okay. But everybody gets hurt through the movie. Yeah. And again, so leave Vico with him to get him down and make sure he's okay. And yeah. Norby go run out and grab the baby real quick. But no, they just stand there. And like, they watch him crawl away. It's not like, oh, they watched him get on a plane and they're like, fuck, now we're... They just watch him crawl into the zoo and he's like, the baby's gone again. And I'm like, he's right there. Yeah, just go get him. Anyway... This is just making me realize that we would be a lot better at kidnapping a baby. We should go kidnap a baby. Do we know any really rich babies? No. Oh. Maybe we'll find one. Maybe. We just need to go to a photography studio. Yeah. So back at Mance Codwell, (laughs) Mrs. Codwell is looking out the window sadly. Yep. This is all her fault. Yep. She just wanted her baby's picture in the paper. Yep. She shows the newspaper to her husband. Baby Bink is on the cover. Yep. She got her wish. Uh, the newspaper would already have been printed for that day, so where the fuck did she get this paper? Yeah, because it's all the same day. Yep. It would be on the news, for sure, but it wouldn't be in the newspaper. No. Maybe the next day. Yeah, absolutely the next day, but not that day. They already printed and delivered all the papers. So in a park, a woman sees Bink by himself. Yep, this is the second lady in this whole movie that has seen this baby and gone, oh no, a baby! Yeah, so... But she sees another lady and assumes that that's his mom. They, like, share a glance. Yeah, because the lady goes, where's your mom? And then she looks over at a lady on a blanket reading, and the lady looks up at her and smiles, and she's like, oh, okay, that's your baby. I'm just proud of this lady because it's the only person who's, like, she, I mean, she wrongfully interpreted this woman's look. Right. But she at least tried. She at least tried, yeah. So props to that lady. So Eddie and company are driving around looking for Bink. Yeah, just driving around yeah I, I mean i guess what else can you do but also maybe just give up oh god i know uh vico makes a joke about maybe he went down a rabbit hole haha yeah but then he sees him yep crawling towards some bushes and t- tells eddie to step on it yep which is like a it's a baby yep b he's so bad at communicating yeah it's like starboard side port port nine port, o'clock port side. 6 30 yeah he doesn't know starboard from port just point my dude he doesn't know yeah, I, I understand that this is supposed to be funny, but it's just frustrating it's and not, dumb. Yeah, just point. Yeah. You can be dumb without being, like, this is, it's unrealistically dumb without being over the top dumb. Like, right. if you want them to be this dumb, they need to be dumber. Right, yeah. 
But they're not dumb enough. They're just, like, frustratingly dumb. So they drive recklessly through the park in classic 90s fashion. Yeah, who knew that was a trope? And then they park the van, they get out, they're trying to find the kid in some bushes, but they can't. Yep. Because he went down a rabbit hole. Uh, uh, it's just a drainage tunnel. I know, but it's just like, oh, it's like you're supposed to be like, ha ha, oh, the fi-, but it wasn't funny when he said it earlier and it's no, not funny no. now. I don't get it. So anyway, he's just in a drainage tunnel. Yeah, don't call back to a joke that wasn't funny to begin with. Exactly. Eddie says, oh, boys, it's just a tunnel. And what's every tunnel got? And then uh, they sit there trying to figure it out. Uh, mm, hang on. Um, and he's like, two ends, you idiot. I'm like, just go get the fucking baby. God. You are you are the cause of all of your own problems, which again, I know is the point, but like just to a very unrealistic, unnecessary degree. Yes. So they go run around to the other side. Yep. They and pick they him up. Finally get there and he crawls out and they pick him up. And Norby says, today ain't your lucky day, eh, shorty pants? Which I'm like, he crawled through traffic and didn't get hurt. I think it's definitely his lucky day. Absolutely. But the kidnappers are headed back toward their van and they see that some cops have pulled up behind the van. So they turn around and they walk away and they're like, well, we'll just sit on this bench here. Yep. And they look so suspicious because Eddie has just his suit jacket over his lap yeah and one of his arms is fully underneath it yeah like one is like holding it on top and the other arm is just under his jacket that clearly has something under it because one it's shaped like a thing and it's also wiggling right and then we see that eddie like has his hand under the jacket over baby bink's mouth which is weird like that's uncomfortable yeah they keep showing this like adult hand on this baby's mouth right they all look like pervs, especially Absolutely. Eddie with his hand under his jacket. Yes. That's wiggling. And the the cops come up, one of whom is the janitor from Scrubs. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, hey, do you guys know anything about that van? And the baby grabs Eddie's crotch? Yeah. There's so many crotch shots in this part. I almost don't even want to talk about this scene. Yeah, it's incredibly uncomfortable. Um... Yeah, so Baby Bink, like, squeezes his balls, which apparently compels Ed to tell the truth. Because he goes, yes, it belongs to us. And he's the cop's like, oh, you left the engine running. And Bink, like, squeezes his balls again. And he goes, yes, I did. I've been having battery trouble. We just stopped by to admire the beautiful flat hours. And it's like, okay, I get it. This baby is, like, touching your junk a lot and squeezing it. That's weird. It's weird. Also, do something about it. Also, like, I, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand why he can't do something about it. Yeah. I don't understand why when we see it from the outside, the jacket isn't moving. No. I don't understand like what is how the, the baby would be positioned to yes. even be able to do any of this. Right. I don't um, get it. No. So then the cop says, have you seen a baby? And meanwhile, Bink has found Ed's lighter in his pocket. Even and is though like, there's no movement from the outside of the suit jacket. No. And he's like playing with it. He's just like opening it and playing with it. Right. Inside of this jacket. And the cops are explaining there's been a kidnapping. And Norby and Vico are just being idiots about it. Norby's like, oh, who would kidnap a baby for money? And Vico's like, yeah, so five especially million $5 million dollars. Dollars or yeah. whatever. And it's like, okay, you should all be arrested immediately. Yeah. Ed says, well, if we see anything, we'll be sure to notify. And at this point, we see that 
Bink is just like holding a lighter up to his crotch yes. and like running it along the inseam of his pants, which which he wouldn't do. Make any sense and before he was like turned in such a way that ed could hold his hand over his mouth but now he's turned completely around yeah and like and has is sitting fine, on his knee it has fine motor skills yeah enough to be like haha i'm <sighs> and also can light a lighter right yeah <laughs> so that continues to happen eddie is trying really hard to get the cops to go away he's just like yep we'll notify the police we'll let you know if we hear anything have a great day officers get out of here leave me alone yeah so Um, the cops start to leave and then they come back and he's like oh hey is that a fleet line yeah my brother had one of those and he had trouble with the alternator carburetor Norby's like offering oh maybe it's the this and he's just eddie's just looking at him like get them the fuck out of here you know so ed's like Vico, maybe you should go move the van. And he's like, what? And he's like, maybe you should move the van. Like, it just, the scene takes so fucking long. It's so long. It, this scene, I was like, do they not, was the script not long enough? They yeah. They just have to, like, drag this out super long. I don't know. Again, the cops start to walk away because Vico and Norby are, like, taking them. They're like, yeah, it's, oh, it's just a battery problem. We'll move the van. No worries. Why don't you come with us? Come with us while we move the van. Yep. Move along, officers. And, Eddie's like, I'll be right with you. I just tore my hamstring or some dumb bullshit. He's like, I got a frog in my throat. All this stuff that he keeps saying that sounds very suspicious. And then the cops turn around again because they smell something burning. Oh, yeah. And one of the cops is like, ah, that's how you know it's summer. People got their barbecues going. Ah, what a great day. Anyway, have a good one, citizen. Let us know if you see anything suspicious. And I'm like, his hand is still fully under the jacket yeah why doesn't he like put the fire out or grab the lighter or do obviously something? the baby is moving around so he can move his arm yeah he's just sitting there taking this so as not to arouse suspicion yeah what so anyway while this is happening bink crawls away yeah like somehow. slips out underneath the jacket in between his legs and goes crawling out and he's still holding the jacket as though there is a baby underneath it yeah because even though they've walked away at this point they've walked away and he just sits there on fire until the cops drive away and then finally pulls the jacket off of his lap and his like whole crotch is in flames he's running around yelling at vico and norby like put it out put it out help me they finally push him onto the ground and then vico stomps on his dick a bunch a lot he's like this is how you put out a campfire a lot like have you never heard of stop drop and roll Full strength yeah stomping stomping on his dick multiple times <sighs> stop drop and roll smother it with your blanket do literally anything with your jacket yeah yeah sorry yeah yeah this is the point in the movie where i was like you know what i don't actually like this movie like this this was the point for you mm-hmm. this yeah. is where it completely lost me where i was just like i i don't like it yeah i <laughs> turns out if this were the only scene that i was like ah, and then it got back on track i think i would still like it but yeah this scene i mean the it, gorilla scene took too long and never, then we get this scene that is super weird yeah and it just never gets better from here. no it never comes back from here up nope. until i think the gorilla scene the movie still could have yeah saved itself yeah but it has gone it has jumped the shark yes <laughs> jumped the gorilla yep so back to Mrs. Cotwell, who has changed clothes yet again. Yep. The wardrobe budget for this movie. Yep. Gotta use the whole thing. Yeah. So she goes into Bink's room to find Nanny Gilbertine. 
yeah. just sitting being sad yeah yeah and so gilbertine apologizes like sees mrs cotwell and apologizes like for just sitting there and right. starts picking things up but mrs cotwell says you know i haven't forgotten your feelings in this moment and the nanny's like well my feelings aren't important and she's like of course they are you know most of the love that baby bank gets is from you you see him you know probably even more than i do yeah um and this is when i was like what the fuck kind of movie is this yeah is it serious right is it a comedy yeah the serious parts are so serious so serious because mrs cotwell again is crying and she's like where's my little boy what's he doing yeah and the nanny's like well if he were here he would be going down for his nap right about now yeah and they both have tears in their eyes right i think she's trying to comfort her and being like here's what he would be doing if he were home you know like here's his routine yeah which which i know because i'm the one who actually takes care of him and yeah now the mom is like regretting it and sound very comforting or helpful i don't know it's just so weird it is so he is not going down for his nap the he baby is not sleeping crawled his way to a construction site yes and he thinks that it's lovely you can tell because the music it's yeah <laughs> it's very like look at this beautiful construction site and i mean yeah. i guess to a baby it would be pretty yeah but i mean it, it's definitely like intending to be like like the music that you would hear like look at this beautiful like forest or person or yeah. construction site i guess i don't know yes there is some homoerotic construction worker slow motion hand holding they're both like pulling in a crane i guess yeah the big hook and they like hook but it to something in together. slow motion their their hands are on top of one another yeah. the whole time and i'm just like oh yeah yeah while this music is playing and i'm like okay all right john hughes and then baby bank is sitting there in a in the dirt and a giant like backhoe or something drives over top of him like he's fine because he's in between the wheels but he doesn't even notice i mean because it's like not really there right but i mean he does look up and he's like oh yeah but it's just (laughs) like uh, i mean i'm glad that he's not scared or distressed right but it's also just like i am distressed yeah a baby is crawling around on a construction site so this is too like i feel like i can defend the movie up to this point as far as people being like oh that baby must belong to someone yeah but on a construction site yeah there is no reason they just literally do not see this baby yeah they're all looking they cannot look beneath their own knees like i think it's believable for this to happen in all the other scenes but in a construction yeah. zone you're watching where you're walking you're very aware of what's going on around you you're on high alert yeah it's not like you're in a department store or right. you're at the zoo, you right. know, like, yeah. this is very, this yeah. part is very unbelievable. Yep. And it goes on for way too long. Way too and long. we're going to talk about it. Yeah, here we go. So, yeah, no one notices this baby crawling around. Baby Bink sees a man with a donut and he has not eaten all day except for that bottle that he stole from that baby of, True. like, apple juice. Yeah. So he's probably very hungry. So he starts crawling towards this man with his donut. Uh-huh. Because the guy sets it down. Yeah, on, on an eye beam. An eye beam. And I'm like, yeah, that's what you do. I don't know, maybe. That's where I set my donuts. Yeah. So, Vico yeah. is running through the city. Yes. And has managed to find the construction site. One, this baby crawled all the way to this construction site from this park. From, yeah, the park. Which we assume is far away because we see Vico full sprinting down streets. Yeah. And like making turns arbitrarily. Yeah. 
but maybe still he found somehow a skateboard manages <laughs> yeah still somehow manages to find the construction site and notice that baby bink is there yeah like doesn't just go full running past it no he sees him he sees him so in the middle of all this stuff he okay. sees baby bink but bink has gotten onto the i-beam to get to the donut and mm-hmm. the i-beam is suddenly being hoisted into the air yes and the baby looks so happy about he it he does he's like yeah it's very cute uh also, Vico is hesitant to go onto the construction site because there is a guard. Who is asleep. Yes. And obviously didn't notice a baby. Right. But, so here comes the van. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess he texted Eddie and Norby to be like, here's where I am. Come get me. He's a pager. Mm-hmm. And they, they get out of the van. They go to the construction site. They're like, Eddie, no, you can't go in there. There's a guard. Yeah. Eddie says, he's asleep, you moron. Right. But also, there's like 50 other dudes milling around. Okay, sure. You're busy. You're not looking down at the ground, which you should be, because yes. there could be anything. Nails. They're definitely planks. looking down at the ground. They yeah. are. Yeah. But, okay, sure. You didn't notice a baby. Three grown men just walked onto your construction site. They're not wearing vests. They're not wearing hard hats. They clearly don't belong there. None yeah. of them stopped them to be like, hey, what are you guys doing here? No. Nobody looks at them. No. Twice. Not once. No. Not once or twice. Not once or twice. So Vinka points to Bank. Eddie sees Bink, Vico sees Bink, and they're all somehow shocked, even though that's where Norby was like, look, there he is. Yeah. Yeah, because Vico, like, Eddie says, oh, well, where is he? And Vico, without looking, points up to yeah. the I-beam. And then Eddie looks up and sees him and is like, oh, shit. And then Vico looks and is like, oh, no. And it's like, but you, that's where you just said yeah. that he was. So Whatever. they're like, all right, let's go get him. Let's go get him. They head to the elevator. We see Vico smash his fingers in the elevator door, and I don't think that it was scripted. No, I think that maybe was he didn't know how to handle that elevator door. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> it's one that closes uh, from the top and bottom in the middle. Yeah. And he, like, slams it yeah. in on his hands, yeah. and it just looks very, like, awkward, like, not oh. in character. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we see that Norby is definitely afraid of heights. Yeah. Cannot handle being in the elevator. Let alone once they get out onto the actual construction site. It's just like, he is suffering. So Vico is again trying to use time direction. Mm -hmm. And again, it still doesn't work. Yeah, because he hasn't learned how to tell time in between now and then. He's like, baby, 6 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 12.30. And they're all like looking around. He's like, he's over there. So they, they get off the elevator and Eddie explains that Vico is going to have to, like, because the baby's still on the I-beam, they're a little bit above it. They're going to wait for him to come up. Mm Mm-hmm. And Vico has to reach out and get onto the I-beam so that he can get the baby. Yes. So. Because <laughs> they don't know about physics. No. So they push Vico out onto the girder. And what do you know? Physics. What? It tilts under his weight. Yep. He nearly falls off, but Bink goes sliding down and lands on the roof of the elevator. And the elevator goes down. Yep. And Vico is just hanging out on the I-beam. Yep. And Eddie and Norby are like, how do you do that? Yeah. Eddie says, it's baby luck. Baby luck. My baby luck. (laughs) (laughs) The elevator stops. Bink crawls off. Uh Uh-huh. Vico, in the meantime, still hanging there. He's like, Eddie, help me. Yeah. Norby's like, he asked for you. Go help him. And Eddie says, oh, he's not thinking straight. Pushes Norby out onto the I-beam, who, he doesn't like... I'll hold on to you. You grab Vico. He just pushes him. Yeah. So then Norby grabs onto Vico, but is sliding down until he's finally like hanging on to like a piece of his pant. Yeah. Which tears. Like, 
Eddie is yelling at them the whole time as if they're in control of this hook that this I-beam is connected to. Yeah. He's like, no, you idiots, you're going the wrong way. You got to go up, up. And they're like just clinging for dear life. Yeah, this and part then is genuinely too scary to be funny. Yeah. I think. Yes. It's they're not like, oh, very low stakes. Like high up. Yes. Yeah. And, and then. Yeah. Norby falls off because the piece of Vico's pants that he's like clinging to tears yep. so he like just fucking falls to his death I mean, there's no way that he would survive this fall no he falls for so long yeah. and he lands face first on this like on, other like, wooden planks wooden plank that's yeah. stuck out from the building yeah like arms and legs on either side of it so he's landed directly on his head yes Ugh. but the sudden loss of norby's weight makes the i-beam swing back and hit ed in the face classic yep and vico goes like toppling back onto the safety of the building right and they do not care to check on norby but instead locate the kid yep sneak around to find the stairs so that they can go get him yeah because he's like okay he's a couple floors beneath us so they go to find the stairs but there are like dudes milling about yeah so they're like okay we can't go that way meanwhile we see norby who sits up which causes the beams that he's on to fall right then he lands he, f- he falls some more, lands, like, directly on his dick on a girder, is like, oh no, slides off to one side, lands into a huge vat of cement. Yeah, and he, like, he sees that that's where he's gonna land. Yeah. So he grabs his hat. Yeah. Which I do think was funny. Yeah. Just to make sure that he keeps his hat on. Right. He's falling headfirst into this, and he's like, oh. Very, uh, Bernard from the rescuers of him. Yeah. <laughs> to worry about his hat in such a moment. Yeah. But since they can't take the stairs because there are a bunch of dudes around them, they head over to the elevator and they're going to get onto the top of it so that they can go down to the next floor. But they don't step off in time. Yeah. Because they're scared. Right. So Ed is like, jump, Vico, jump. And then yeah. he, Vico's like, no, it's too late. And Ed's Right, just, we'll just wait for the next one. Yeah. And Ed yells at him so hard that he gets scared and jumps off and it's like way too late and he jumps way too far. Yeah, he jumps like two floors at least. Yeah. <sighs> Lands on the top of this elevator. He's all, like, crumpled up. He's like, yeah. oh, my spine. Then Eddie just takes the stairs. Yep. He just goes down the stairs to where Vico is and is like, get up. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, this is the part cool. where I was like, yeah, I've lost interest in this movie now. Right. Because Vico, like, topples back from the elevator. He's just laying there half on the elevator and half off. Then the elevator goes down underneath him. So he falls back on top of it yeah um i don't even i didn't even like really take good notes at this point because i was like i don't care what's happening yeah he He, falls down he hits his head he rides a cart across the building and gets flung off the edge of the building yeah yeah he's just like there there he goes he went flying into the oh he lands in a dumpster so he's fine right he says i lived yeah (laughs) because again dumpster is just full of soft stuff nothing that would stab you upon impact or anything yeah especially not in a construction zone no but ed sees bank and yells at him and says you ain't gonna crawl away from this one Right. As Bink crawls away from this one. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> Eddie runs after him, slips on some of his drool, lands on his back, which manages to fling a hammer so high up in the air that he has time to, like, stare at it and scream that it's it's very parent trap where she's staring at the water balloon. Yeah. He's just standing there, or laying there staring at it, and then it hits him square in the forehead anyway. And then he says, oh, ow, that hurt. 
Ow. Yeah. He just <laughs> like, keeps yes. yelling about it. Which but Bink shakes his head and laughs while crawling away. Yeah. Because he's like, haha, you got hurt. Ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. Eddie, while trying to stand up, blindly pulls on a rope and manages to dump, like, gallons of glue on himself. Yeah. I don't know why you just keep all this glue in a big vat suspended from the ceiling. Oh, that's how you build buildings. Oh, yeah? They're actually just glued together. Great. Yeah, don't worry about it. I am very concerned. <laughs> he says, that's it! No mercy! And as then he's, like, <laughs> moving <laughs> as slowly as possible. Yeah, cannot get his footing. Slip sliding away. Yeah, it's very, like... <laughs> This has happened to me before, but, like, when there's an ice storm and you're just trying to, like, walk. Yeah. And you just, like, cannot make any progress. Yeah. You can't get any traction. Yeah, but he's also yelling at a baby the whole time. Right, which is funny. Yeah. Because he... <laughs> this is when I was like, okay, maybe I'm back in it. Because mm-hmm. he says, this is my five foot ten of guile, guts, and gristle versus your two and a half feet of goo-goos, gagas, and giggles. <laughs> I am really glad that you wrote that down because... In the moment, I was like, I like that line, but not enough to back it up. Yeah, I thought it was funny. It is good. Because that's the campiness that I want out of this. Yes. There are, like, moments of it where I'm like, oh, there was so much potential here. Yes. And they just missed it. Yeah. Like, pull on, like, yelling at this baby in this way. Yeah. Is good. So poetic about it while covered in goop and you can't even get your traction. Yeah. Is funny. And, like, he's a formidable opponent. Yeah. He's like, like, all right, buddy. If the mob couldn't take me out. Yeah. Ain't no baby gonna take me out. (laughs) Right. Enough games. The glove comes off. Like, that. that's good. We just needed more of that for this movie and we didn't get enough of it. So, Bink is looking out over the edge, but then, right then, a platform is being hoisted up yep. or down and so he down it i down, guess yeah and he crawls onto it yep and eddie again goes my money yep so and... he grabs onto this hook as it's like swinging down yeah because he's like oh he gets an idea i'm gonna you know i'll just ride this hook down there exactly but wouldn't you know it what it's quitting time uh-oh everything gets packed up and shut down and he's just hanging there yep that's a cool shot, though, of him hanging there and the sun is setting behind him. Yeah. Because he's, like, in silhouette. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. It, it does look cool. Bink goes crawling out after this group of construction men as they're leaving the job site. He just goes crawling out behind him, goes out through the fence and down the sidewalk. A man does see him. which yeah, is like the his back half. Yeah. Crawling away. The third person who has noticed this baby in this yeah. whole movie. And uh, his buddy is like what he goes i thought i just saw a baby crawl around that corner and his buddy's like good night donald <laughs> but i'm like you're not gonna go you're not gonna go fucking check you're not gonna real quick just trot after stick your head around that corner make sure you didn't just see a baby go crawling out of a construction site down the sidewalk nah he's just tired great he just needs his after work beer yeah pull it all back together the, yeah this is at this point um vico and norby show back up and they're yelling at Eddie, who's still just standing on the hook. They're like, Eddie, get down here! Yeah, Vico... You know, we gotta go find the baby. ...is all covered in trash, and Norby is covered in cement, and he's like, we gotta go before I dry! Yeah. And Eddie's like, I... I can't. I'm stuck. So they have to, I guess, go get him down somehow. Yeah, I don't know how they do it, but... So, back at the Cotwell home... Uh-huh. Dale Grissom, FBI, yes. says that there have been a ton of calls about babies... Yeah, we haven't found him yet, but we're getting in a lot of good information. People say they saw an abandoned baby, or uh, not an abandoned, but a (laughs) 
a solo baby. Yeah, unaccompanied. On a bus. Thank you. Unaccompanied is the word I was looking for. They saw him on a bus and at a department store and at the zoo and at the park and at a building. Building under construction, <gasps> says the nanny. She knew what he was going to say because those are all the places that? from the book. Oh, my God. He's going to all the places from the book that we've been reading. Oh, my God. This is literally two different movies. Yep. This part, of, it's still so sincere. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But the nanny's like, he's at the old folks home. Yes. Because that's where they go in the book. Yes. The last place that they go is to visit the old soldiers at the old folks home. That's where he's going to be. Let's go. Yep. And wouldn't you know it. He's at the old folks home. That's where he is. How did he know how to get there? Uh, He's used his uh, baby senses. Oh, he okay. followed his nose. <laughs> old people are smelly. Sure. When you get them in a big group. Yep. You know. That's true. I mean, you're not wrong. But I mean, so he <laughs> crawled away from this construction site and was like, oh, then I have to go visit the old people and they're going to be that way. Yep. Crawls. Ugh, whatever. So, because I mean, every everything up till this point, you could argue would be like, oh, he was crawling down the sidewalk and then he saw the bus and right. recognized the bus. Yeah. And was like, I got to go down the bus. Yeah. But he left the construction site and suddenly ends up at this old folks home. It would have to be like within view of the construction site. But it, it's not. But it isn't. Yeah. So it's just like, how did he get there? How did he know to go there? How does he recognize it for what it is? Yeah. How does he know it's an old folks home, not just a brick building? Right. Yeah. So anyway. But we see the old soldier man that we saw before. Uh-huh. And he actually sees the baby. And recognizes him. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's the baby from the news. All his friends are like, what? But he's like, they keep showing this baby on the news and yeah. this is him. He's he's here. He's like, hi, baby. Come yeah. say hi. And everyone is so happy. I know. It's, it's very sweet. Really cute. Except they all start singing to him. Which is very cute also as well. But. Yes. The music yes. in the background, <laughs> the orchestra does not match up with what they're singing. No, there are two different songs happening. Yeah, it hurts me. Yeah. It's because the background music is so loud. Yeah. And their singing is like, it. Do, it's not in even in the same key. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why was this choice made? I don't know. Ah, but. So everybody shows up. Mom and dad are there. Dale yeah. Grissom, FBI is there. Nanny Gilbertine is there. All the cops. And, and there, there's Baby Bank sitting around with all these old people. And look how happy and unharmed he is. You call that unharmed? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Mrs. And Cotwell says, oh, baby. Your child has a name. That's the first clue also. In any case where there is injury to a child is when the parents... Don't know his name? Don't use their kid's name. Oh. That's what a lot of investigators will be like, well, they're not using the baby's name, so maybe they had something to do with it. Interesting. Yeah. Because it makes them feel guilty. What a twist! <gasps> yeah, they're, like, separating themselves from... Gotcha. Yeah, but yeah. she didn't call him that before he went missing. No, that's true. So anyway, they all pack up in the car. Yeah. They're headed home. Yep. They drive by... The Ovaltine factory. Yeah. Um, remember, like... How it was from in the, the ransom note? Fucking ransom note. He says, leave... They didn't once investigate this building. No. I mean, they go look at it, kind of. They get near it when that guy calls and is like, I saw your baby in the apartment across the way. So they have to be near it because that's where... Or no, he just saw a baby. Yeah, he just picked a baby. That's true. So they weren't anywhere near it. They never once go investigate the Ovaltine factory building, which is where the kidnapper said to drop the money off. Which is where they are living. 
I mean, you would assume that they're not stupid enough to live nearby, but also they're pretty stupid. So maybe go check it out. It's the only clue that you have. Yeah. Why did they pick this location? Is it somewhere where they can see it? Is it nearby where they are? And they would still scope it out if they were planning on dropping off the money. Yeah. They never once go look at it. They do... The cops do nothing. No. Dale Grissom looks very pleased with himself when they go find the baby, and he did nothing. He did it was zero. all Gilbertine. Yep. I mean, I guess the fucking bolo helped, because that's where they got all the calls. Right. But, like... But he didn't do that. D- yeah. So, anyway... They drive, they by, drive the- by it. Yes. And the baby remembers it, and he says, boo-boo, and points at it. And his mom is like... Oh, that means that his book is there. That's and he wants to go get it. Uh-huh. This is almost the least believable part of the whole movie. Incredibly unbelievable. Yeah. She doesn't spend enough time with her baby to even know how he handles strangers, and yet she interprets his baby ramblings as, "Oh, he's he said boo-boo and pointed to that giant clock." Well, first she's like, "Oh, that's not boo-boo. That's a TikTok." Yeah. And then she asks Gilbertine, "Is there a TikTok in the book?" And Gilbertine's like, "Nope, no giant clocks in the boo-boo book." So she's like, "He must know that his book is in that building. Not in any one of the millions of places that he's been that day. No. But it must be in that building. Turn this fucking car around. We're going to get it." Yep. Dale Grissom gets on his little radio and he's like, so-and-so, you know, dispatch or whatever. He's mm-hmm. like, tell him we're going to the TikTok to get the boo-boo. And, and call for backup. Call for, like, what? Yep. So they do. They turn the whole ass car around to yep. go back to the Ovaltine factory. Which, it, just the idea that Bank would see it and remember it is yeah. insane. Absolutely. And that they, they're driving past it, like, on the interstate. Yeah, at night. Yeah. Anyway, the gang is all there, icing their wounds. Norby has cement in his eyebrows. That's funny. <laughs> which is funny. They discuss how they're going back to robbing banks and they never want to hear about that kid ever again. Yeah, Eddie's like, I'm stealing from grownups from now on. They're way less complicated and dangerous. Yeah. Which is, I mean, true, I guess. And then they hear, boo-boo. Yep. And he's like, I'm serious. I never want to hear about that baby again. Boo-boo. Oh, now they all hear him. Norby's like, do you hear that? And they're like, yeah. So they go look. <laughs> Eddie's like, I'm hearing him in my thoughts now. Yeah. And a Apparently, well, because Eddie sees the book. Yeah. And he's like, oh, God, he's back for his book. He's, he goes, he's back in the weirdest voice ever. I'm like, who was that? A, whose voice was that? <laughs> Whatever. So they go to look, all three of them go stand at the window, the front window of this apartment. And they see that bank is across the street, uh-huh. five stories down. Yep. Not not in a megaphone or anything. Just a fucking baby going, boo-boo. And they heard that. At normal baby voice. But they didn't hear the helicopters that no. are flying over the building. Yeah. Okay. So the cops are all there. Yep. The bad guys throw the book out the window. Yeah. Dale yells through a megaphone, give us the boo-boo. So they open the window and fling it at him. And then and he goes, also put your hands behind your back. Or over lands, your head. The book lands on the part where the baby is home safe with his... Parents or whatever. Yeah, the music at this point reminds me of the song In the Land Before Time, where Littlefoot is getting close to the Great Valley and he hears his mom being like, Littlefoot. Yes. Littlefoot. Yeah, and I was like, what? Music, this music is at the wrong movie. Yes. <laughs> it is in the wrong theater. But they put the baby to bed. Yep. Everybody's home and safe. Yep. Good night. Say his parents from across the house room. <laughs> 
yeah, way far away. They're not touching him or tucking him in. I mean, I guess they already did, but they're the standing in his doorway like, so good night, Bennington. And then the mom says, baby's having his picture taken tomorrow. The dad says, say hi to old Willie for me. I will. Oh, great. We're going back to the old boring ass photographer. What a lesson that we have learned here today. So Bink pulls a book off the shelf because uh-huh. he just isn't, still isn't even tired after his big day. No. Nope. The, sh- the book is Baby's Trip to China. Uh- <laughs> oh, yay. The end. Okay, his adorable baby face at the end. Oh, so. he is so cute. He's just like mischievous, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to China next. Yep. Take out. Everything, everything in this except movie the except baby. the baby yes <laughs> it's a good movie <laughs> yes <sighs> all right the end the end it wasn't the worst movie we've done no it's just disappointing yeah like i w- would have been happier honestly if it had been worse almost because it's just like it's so meh it, it, it i feel like it suffers from the same thing too of mouse hunt where it's like is the mouse doing these things intentionally? Yes. The, does the baby do this with intent? Yes. Does he know what he's doing? Does he have yeah. any idea? Sometimes you get the inclination that he does. And other times you get, you're like, no, he's just a baby. He's just doing baby stuff. He yeah. has no idea. Yeah, of... he just froggered his way across the highway. Yeah. Accidentally. Yeah, I would have liked very much if we got more, if it was just implicit that Bank knew what he was doing. Right. And... You know, even if it was unrealistic, it would be more entertaining. Which I think is... So, I watched a behind-the-scenes yeah. little thing about this. And what's weird is that it was an official behind-the-scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, we see John Hughes. They talk to him for a minute. Yeah. We see the three bad guys. They talk to them. We see, like, some behind-the-scenes work. And there's a narrator. And it starts with, like, a tiny bit of the trailer. Yeah. Before it goes into the behind-the-scenes stuff. And the narrator is like... Baby Bink has everything that he could ever want, but he's bored. So he leaves the house one day. And the parents offer a reward of $5 million if somebody brings him back. These three criminals think that they can catch this baby to get this reward. That would make so much more sense. And it would be so much more fun. Yeah. Like, if he intentionally left the house because he's bored with his life and wants to, like, live out this book that he's obsessed with. Yeah. And then we don't even have to have just the three bad guys. It can be the whole city, but somehow this baby is still just like... He's like, no, I have more things to do. I gotta check off all the things. I haven't been to the zoo yet. He's still accidentally, like, making his way through everything, but, but with intent. And everyone in the city is tripping over themselves trying to get this baby for this five million dollars you know like yeah i don't know why they made this whole thing like it started out with that direction and then they decided to go the other way with it huh it would have been better yeah that yeah that yes they could have made it more campy it wouldn't have had to be so serious where you're like they don't ever show the baby in any real danger which it you know thankfully right but we don't have to be like oh no this baby's been kidnapped by these, like, bad people. Yeah. This is just like, oh, this baby thinks that it knows what it's doing. Yeah. And it's, it's read just, this book so many times. It's in harm's way unwittingly. Right. Rather than with malice. Right. That would be more, that would be so much funnier. Yeah, it really would. And especially because then, yeah, this move, this movie especially could get along fine without a bad guy. Yeah. It could have the slapstick and the funny and the, like, missed connection. Yes, but it doesn't humor. need to have to continue to happen to these three people. Right. 
over and over again yeah who would have given up so long ago i mean five million dollars is not worth all of the pain that they get put through they no. nearly get murdered by a gorilla yes and they continue to try and find this baby eddie is absolutely mangled yeah yeah multiple times his dick is gone yeah they do make that joke at one point because he's like you know the one thing that i've learned from this day is that i never want to have kids and norby and vico laugh about it and norby's like yeah especially because the one tree in your forest got burnt down yeah anyway (sighs) that would have been better i know what the fuck it's disappointing anyway is it (laughs) Is it a replay or a rewind for you over there, Meat Witch? I, yeah, I don't really want to watch this movie again. Yeah, it's as, a rewind for me. As much as I love Joe Pantoliano, because I do have a weird crush on him, I don't get That's it. Fair. But I think it's his accent. I don't know. I, re- I also, I don't have, like, a sexual attraction to him. No, but I just but his love his voice him. is very pleasing. Yeah, yeah, and he just seems so silly. Yeah. And, like, he plays a good bad guy, mm-hmm. but I think he's nice. He seems nice. Yeah. I just love him. Did it make you cry? Nope. <laughs> no, I, it tried. It definitely tried to, like, in the moments with Mrs. Cotwell, you know, where she's, like, yeah. really sad. And then, like, when they get reunited, that normally would have gotten me in a better movie. Yeah. But in this movie, I was just like, I don't care. No, I know. It just seems, yeah. Yep. Insincere, I guess. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, it was released on July 1st, 1994. Uh-huh. The Lion King came out a week later. Yeah, this movie did not stand a chance. It had a budget of $48 million. $48 million! Which is twice as much as Speed. What What did they spend it all on besides Lorraine Cotwell's money? I, I and, mean, clothing. And the it is the same amount that was spent on the Flintstones. Yeah. And Forrest Gump. Yeah. Which Forrest Gump also came out that summer, too. Wow. And those are not competing demographics as far as that, but right. I just think everybody was at different movies this summer because yeah. <laughs> it only made $30 million. Uh-huh. And actually only $16 million of that was in the U.S. Yeah. So it did not do well. No. It was a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Which is fair. Yep. Yeah. Roger Ebert hated it. I think he gave it one and a half stars. Yeah. He says, Baby's Day Out contains gags that might have worked in a Baby Herman cartoon, but in live action with real people, taxis, buses, streets, and a real baby, they're just not funny. The Wharton twins are adorable as Baby Bink, however. The audience produced an audible coo the first time they saw him on screen. It's true. It is true. He is the cutest baby. He is. They're both they the are cutest the cutest babies. babies, yes. Uh, Gene Siskel, on the other hand, loved it. Oh. Just absolutely loved this movie. He That's called so it. Funny. An absolute perfect child's eye view of the fantasies that they might have. Um, That's such a missed opportunity, too. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yes. If if we were to look at something and, like, see it the way that a baby might see it, ignoring, blurring out all the dangers around it and just see this thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, you can, we can link it in the show notes. It's, like, three minutes long, but there's a video of them arguing about it on their show. And they're just, like, yelling at each other a little bit. About how, like, they both think that the other one is an idiot. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> For that. liking or disliking this movie, so. That's why they were good partners, though. They didn't always agree. Yeah. We don't need two of you if you always agree. It's true. There's a point where, um, like, Roger Ebert says, you know, this baby is in danger, and I don't think kids will see this and be like, oh, this is funny. They'll be nervous for this baby. Yeah. 
Um, cause he says, I remember going to see a movie when I was three and a half years old and there's a point where Mickey Rooney is standing on this ledge and it's very dangerous and the adults thought it was funny, but I was terrified. Aww. And Gene Siskel is like, oh, you heard it here, folks. Don't go let your kids watch this movie or they might turn into Roger Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's very That's funny. It's funny. I found this review interesting. Joshua Kirp of Vulture Magazine said, it's so damn precious. There's cutesy music throughout, and you never feel like anyone's in any actual danger. There's menace in Home Alone, because Marv and Harry are legitimately terrifying. Baby's Day Out is like watching Benji right after you've seen Cujo. The stakes just aren't as high. Yeah, I don't know if that's in favor of it or not. I feel like it's not. No, he didn't like it. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, in Home Alone, it does, it feels more dangerous. Mm -hmm. And so you're glad when Kevin bests them right because you're like oh shit is he gonna get out of this yeah and then he does yeah and also you because we know that kevin is doing these things intentionally with purpose and we like if i put these nails on the basement yeah. stairs he will step on them right then you're like yeah his plans worked yeah whereas with this baby you're just like i don't know if he knows what he's doing yeah he's just sitting there drooling right that guy happened to slip on his drool but he didn't like create a drool path for him to, yeah right he didn't carefully place that hammer that it would hit him you know it just it these men do these things to themselves right which is just not is not funny no unfortunately no it's not uh as we already mentioned Vern Troyer was used as the stunt baby in some of the scenes he is not credited which I don't think I would want to be either but yeah I, I mean uh, hopefully he got paid still sure but yeah, other times they use the weird gray robotic baby, which I hated. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's never mentioned, but it was just on the Wikipedia that the full names of the criminals are Edgar Mauser, Norbert LeBlanc, and Victor Riley. So. Norbert LeBlanc. LeBlanc. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> I like the name Vico. Yeah, Vico's cute for Victor. Yeah. Uh, this You mentioned that it only did 16 million in the United States. This movie was wildly popular in India. That's so funny. There's a point where Roger Ebert was in Calcutta and he asked someone if Star Wars had been their most successful American film. And some they said, no, it was Baby's Day Out. Yeah. And he was like, what? And so, yeah, it, it got released in India, played at the largest theater in Calcutta for over a year because they just Wild. loved it so much. Yeah. And it got remade it. three times in India in three different languages. It released in 1995 under under the title Sisindri mm-hmm. in the Telugu language. Telugu. I'm going to butcher all of this because I'm not from India. Uh, in 1997, it was released under an Indian title that I'm not even going to attempt yeah. in Hindi. And then in 1999, in the Malayalam language, mm-hmm. under the name James Bond. Yeah. Which I was like, what? Just tricking people into seeing it. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was wild that they just love that movie so much yeah and i discovered why the music is at the wrong movie because bruce broughton the composer only had three weeks to get it done jesus christ yeah that's why none of it matches yeah he was just like i don't know i just wrote some songs put them in wherever i guess you think they fit i mean i feel like sure the music from home alone is very like emotionally evocative yeah and matches really well, so I wonder if this guy was just like, oh, it's the Home Alone guy. Okay, we'll do the swelling, right. and lots of, like, horns, and 
Yeah. And I was like, I was like, no, it's not this movie. It's a huge miss. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yep. For that guy. Yeah. Unfortunately for John Hughes too. He had a um a fifty million dollar three movie contract, and this was one of those movies. Yeah. And the other two were the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street remake, and then Home Alone three, and all three of them just flopped yep. real hard. Yeah. <laughs> so. I never even saw Home Alone 3. I don't have any interest in it. And the Miracle on 34th Street is just boring as shit. Yeah. I have seen... I saw Home Alone 3 once. Yeah. It's fine. It's just like... You know, it's not Kevin McAllister, so it doesn't have that... They tried to update it. Yeah. They're after a computer chip that's in a remote control car. Great. Cool. Uh, And this little boy is Home Alone because he has chicken pox, so he doesn't go with his parents to wherever they end up going. Okay. Um, and I, there's a lady in it who looks like, shit, I lost her name entirely. The lady from The Matrix. Trinity. Trinity. Mm-hmm. She looks like her, but maybe she's just trying to look like her. Yeah. But they're very much like glasses, leather jacket, oh, whatever. Weird. But yeah, it's stupid. Carrie Ann Moss. It's a stupid movie. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they all did really poorly in... Sorry about that, John yep. Hughes. John Especially because, I mean, he's such a powerhouse. Well, he was. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, he was... Made such incredible things. Had such good legacy. Yeah. But, I mean, they can't all be hits, I guess. Nope. He tried. But he anyway, tried. I mean, that's really all the info that there is out yeah, there on the internet. Yeah, a lot. About it. Um, the two babies that played baby bank never did anything else Aww. as far as acting goes. Yeah. There's an article that you can find out there that's like very slapped together and it looks like photos stolen from their social media and shit it's definitely not like they probably did not know that it was being um but there's not really any information about them out there they just went on to live their lives and i feel like i would move to india (laughs) and just be a celebrity celebrity. yeah i would do baby's day out conventions oh my god yes sell hugs Yeah, just always be wearing like overalls and stripy shirts and yeah. sneakers. Yeah, <laughs> get a little bubble cut. It's, Absolutely. It's me, Bink. Have you seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Yes. <laughs> so just be like Andy Samberg's character, Baby Brett, where he's still wearing a diaper at like yes. 24 and he's yes. like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just this adult man just being like, boo boo, <laughs> in the streets of Calcutta. They would probably love it, honestly. <laughs> Terrible. All right, well. Thank you for listening and sticking with us through that. Yeah, we made it. We did it. It wasn't the worst. It wasn't the best. It was a real, just a really big miss. Yep. A Go resounding watch it. meh. If you want to. It's yeah. on Disney Plus. Yeah. It's, you know. It's fine. Yeah. It's a very cute baby. If you like babies, this I is them. a pretty cute one. Oh, well. Just kidding. I love babies. Yeah. Uh, if you want to come talk to us you can do so on instagram or tumblr at replay rewind podcast you can email us at replay rewind podcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at replay rewind pod you can listen to all of our other episodes on stitcher google spotify apple wherever you get your podcasts if you have the ability to like review subscribe share go ahead and do that for us that helps us get some more listeners we're just two people in a garage help us out yeah some I was going to say viewers. Get us some listeners. There we go. <laughs> or just tell your friends. Yeah. Is also helpful. Um, or also, additionally, you can come support us on Patreon and get fun bonus episodes. We do like short episodes where we rewrite a whole movie that we didn't like. 
We've done George of the Jungle and Mouse Hunt in the past. We just recast them or rewrite them. Or we'll take a movie and replace all but one actor with Muppets. And then sometimes we do really long episodes about movies that fit in the time frame but are not for children. Like we just did The Lost Boys. Yeah. And we've done The Mummy. We've done Stand By Me. We've got a lot of more fun stuff coming up. Yep. We'll send you a sticker. We'll shout your name out on the show. It's great. And it helps us make more dumb shit. Yes. (laughs) In this garage. Support us making dumb shit yeah thanks also i just want to say i ran into someone over the weekend who said that they really liked the show and that it was very comforting and Aww. i was like that's so nice that is so nice that's all i ever want to be thank you yeah to that person appreciate it oh all right well i'm gonna go wear that compliment for the rest of the day <laughs> like a comfy sweater uh in the meantime you stay fresh cheese bags And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and rewind. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.